And now, introducing the man who's been attempting to combat the days getting shorter by supplementing sunlight with gallons of sunny delight, a technique dismissed by his doctor as not only futile but also largely damaging to his pancreas and overall health. Following this week's momentary scare that Facebook might never return, he took it upon himself to get his entire friends list birthdays tattooed all over his body like memento, an effort he says will surely pay off in spades and gratitude and endear him to the younger generation. He is Glenn Clark. Good morning. It is Glenn Clark Radio. I'm Glenn Clark. He's Kyle Ottenheimer. We are here. We, uh, we've got uh, some things and some stuff and some stuff and things and fun and frolic and Per usual. That. Yeah, that's the norm- way it normally goes. We're having a lovely morning. The weather, is it supposed to get any better today? Or? It's supposed to be cloudy, I believe, all day. Okay. All right. Last night, leg- I did a soccer match last night. Legitimately fog. Like, it was that, it was that type of miserable feeling where, like... The windows in front of me were fogging up. Oh, that's good. And it was just genuinely unpleasant. And you walk down to the field, and like it's just wet and kind of gross. And it wasn't muggy this morning, at least. The rain, I think, yeah. cleared out some of that. Oh, well, I think that's kind of over too. It was muggy the other day. The, uh, I think this was the final like weekend. It's supposed to get up to this like the high seventies next week. I think. Is it? Allegedly. I should, I should, I should watch the news yeah. at some point. Maybe look at a weather report. I base my entire thought on the weather, of course, by what was the weather yesterday. Sure, that was what sure. I assume the weather will be. You know what I did this morning? What'd you do? I signed up for my booster shot. Oh, oh, can can you do that? Did you get Pfizer? Are you a Pfizer man? Uh, yeah, I got Pfizer. Then you can. I mean, if you're quote unquote immunocompromised. Oh, well, I don't, I don't think I'm, 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 I'm compromised in a lot <laughs> yeah. of ways, mostly related to Russia. Um, oh, sure, that's different. Yeah, but I don't think I'm immunocompromised. I don't know. It was pretty... I don't even think... I you, hope I'm not. I don't know that you need to be, be anymore. It'd be a bummer of a way to find out. Apparently, with right age, you do. So, I technically am. Due to so, my am age. I... Okay, so how does this work? Yeah. Whenever it's my turn, mm-hmm. right? Just, there's ample appointments. But I could have gotten it this like, afternoon. Like I went through the county when I did it the first time. You don't need to be in the, the area you live. It's, you can get it anywhere. But they're not. are they going to call me and offer it to me, or do I have to go find it on my own? You can register online. The last time they just thing. messaged me, they're like, hey, bro, you know, they tapped me on the shoulder. They're like, you're yeah, up. you got to take a little initiative, I oh, think. I, that's, I'm out. Yeah. I'm out. They, needed, they insisted on knowing my weight. I'm like, I that's, don't see the relevance here. That's strange. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't really get it. You, you sure this wasn't <laughs> someone trying to date you? Well, no, that too. You sure that wasn't what was going on here? But no, I'm going to be getting, a a, getting the third shot on Monday. I was going to do it today, but yeah. then I'm supposed to be going to like this little... Uh, Event tomorrow oh. night, like a tasting event. What? Taste of Hamden. What? It was. Uh, it'll be fun. Good food, you know. Oh, and I didn't nice. want to risk feeling like crap when I have something that I actually. I'm, was I'm glad do. they didn't invite me. I would have hated such an event. You I'm glad. Apparently, I was invited by my parents, who oh. love me still somehow. Well, I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad they didn't invite me. I would have hated that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I was like, maybe I won't do it today. In the right. off case, I've heard people who are quite sore afterwards, and there's I feel like I'm due for some side is it effects. different than the other ones? I've heard they're more sore from the third. I don't get it. I don't get how any of it works. I don't know. But I'm due for some side effects. I didn't have any for the first I, two. I know nothing. Nothing. I know nothing. It's so, just the way it goes. Yeah, I'm going to get stabbed on Monday. All right. Well, good luck. I, I, wish, you, I wish you well. Um, Thanks. Uh, how does it affect me is the most important question. Well, I'll be healthier than you come Tuesday. But how does it affect me? You'll be unhealthy compared to me. That doesn't affect me in any way. That does nothing. Uh, so what you're saying is it doesn't affect me in any way. You could go with me. I don't want to. Why would I? Wait, hold your hand? Yeah. Did you get your flu shot yet? 
No. You know what's really weird? Hmm. I don't remember. I don't here this is a true story. I went to a doctor not that long ago. And the doctor was like First time, long time. Oh yeah. yeah. Big time. <laughs> I this is you know you know what? Nope, it was last year. Ah, I, thank you. This actually was helpful because I was struggling with this the other day. It's been a lot of time I, between then and now. No, no, this is what happened. I remember going to a doctor, and the doctor, while I was there, just being like, hey, do you want your flu shot? Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, yeah, if I'm here, why, why, wouldn't, birds, I, why wouldn't I get my that? flu shot? Yeah. Absolutely. And I couldn't figure out when that was. And I'm that, I'm that old now. Like, I'm that old where I have no context for, like, was that a month ago or was that a year ago? Like, I genuinely don't remember. I'm not kidding. I'm like sitting there, and it's not something I spent. I wasn't going to investigate any further. It crossed through my mind as I was thinking about getting a flu shot. Sure. I was like, I know I got a flu shot not that long ago at the doctor's office because the nurse was like, hey, you're here. I thought she might have been flirting with me. No, like, no. And as it turns out, no, she Certainly was just offering a, a flu shot. Uh, easily mistaken. I don't know why it couldn't be both. I don't know why well. it's impossible. Like, She might have particularly been concerned about my health, like more so, so than maybe That was probably the first time we got a flu shot in a while, right? No, I always get the flu shot because yeah, we got kids. We have kids. I'm so a flu shot guy as well. They go, to, they go to school. It's a Petri dish, man. Like, you know, I, I got to get that flu shot. The one year I got the flu shot and then got the flu anyway. I, it, was, it was actually really fun when I got Well, when it's I, a calculated. Yeah, when I when I tested, uh, they were like, "You have the flu." I'm like, "That can't be right." I got my flu shot, and she looked at me. She's like, "The flu shot was 80 percent effective this mm-hmm. year. You beat the odds." It is weird how there's like some years it's good, some years it's bad. You know? Yeah, I, mean, I, don't, know. Not, I don't know. The scientists are trying to figure. I mean, 80 percent is still pretty good. Yeah, like, I'd, I'd still take that. I still take those odds. It's just that that year, I Mike, like Michael sure Orr, I beat the sure odds. That I've ever gotten it. A flu shot? No, no, no. The oh, flu. The flu. Okay. Yeah. All right. I mean, that seems weird. Yeah. So the only, I just I just did the math in my head that the reason why I went to the doctor, you'll remember, is because Cal Ripken yes, yes. said he got cancer Correct. and he got it early and it was detected yeah, yeah. because he had a physical. Correct. And he was like, Men, go get your physicals. And I was like, Well, if Cal Ripken says so, yeah, I'm going to do the same thing I've done for the entirety of my life, which is do whatever Cal Ripken says. It's correct. the reason I, I drank milk at an alarming rate in my childhood. I'm still like, a leg- proponent of milk. Legitimate. I mean, like, my grandparents. Me Harbaugh, you know? I would visit my grandparents' house in Florida, mm-hmm. and they would call my parents and allege that I was going through a gallon of milk a day. That's called pledging. I don't know if that's what it's called. <laughs> there was no pledge master involved that I know of. Um, a gallon of milk. I, yeah, and the reason I was though. obsessed with milk is because Cal Ripken yeah, told all the stand up the cardboard e- cutouts e- with him every, and the milk on his every, mustache. Every and all young that. male in this city would do whatever Cal Ripken said to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I joke oftentimes when I'm down at the uh, the mission helping up with breakfast. Um, I just said the mission helping yeah, up with it breakfast. Was a, That's you, really weird how I kind of rolled it out all together. Yeah, I don't, I don't, it was efficient. I don't know how that worked. Um, but I'll talk about like the guys that come in at the last second before um, they end breakfast. Because mm-hmm. like, breakfast cuts off at a certain time. Sure, it's like and McDonald's. Some, or and some guys, be. there'll be like a big rush when it starts. And then like right before it ends, there'll be another rush of guys that like show up two minutes before they shut off breakfast. And I will regularly bring up the story that Cal Ripken would tell about the importance of breakfast which was that even when he was on the road, he would find out what time the hotel was stopping serving breakfast yeah. because breakfast was that important. You know, we've he largely would, debunked that, I think, right? What? That breakfast is no longer the most important meal of the well, day. Well, if it was important to Cal Ripken, I don't care what it, I don't care what a scientist says. 
you know Cal Ripken played every day, correct, for 2,632 consecutive this games. To breakfast? You think you're going to show up here after you get your booster shot? Yeah. Well, you might. I don't yeah, know. For what it's worth, yeah. I don't, I don't know if you, <laughs> if you won't. But the moral of the story is that Cal Ripken showed up every day because he ate breakfast and he swore. Now, I, I'm not like that anymore. But when I was when I was a younger man, I was very clear because Cal Ripken said yeah. he, would, he would, no joke, he, if they got in at 4 a.m., he would ask, what time do you guys stop serving breakfast? Did and he do say, the room service or did he go down there? You think? Uh, presumably room service. Yeah. If I remember correctly, I read this in a book that he wrote. And if they said 10 a.m., he would set an alarm for 9.55. And he would call down and he would order breakfast. You probably and could have snuck in another half hour. If they stopped serving breakfast at 10 a.m.? And he called it 9.55, you said. Yes, that's I'm what I said. 8.55. All right, well, that was weird. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. was a strange Same number. I don't know what just happened there. I heard what I wanted to hear. I, I, very odd. Yeah. Um, and so I, would, I will always bring this up to the point where uh, my buddy uh, Joe goes with me sometimes, to most of the time, to help serve breakfast uh, at the Helping Up. And one guy walked up you know, two minutes before breakfast. He said, I got a question for you. You ever read any books by Cal Ripken? And the guy was like, no. And I laughed, and he laughed, and the guy was just like, what, what is wrong with you two idiots? Like, it was a very funny moment for yeah. us, for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he didn't much. quite get the inside so joke. Uh, but that, yes, Cal Ripken was the reason, because he said, men, go get physicals. I did what I've done throughout the entirety of my life. I said, okay, Cal Ripken, I'll go get my physical. Do they still do the cough thing with you? Uh, well, that not at the doctor's office, but sometimes. Well, that's like, the alley. It's different, yeah, I get if I, it. But if I wander over to the bowling alley. But when do they stop like, that? What's the rule for like when you no longer need to do I, that? I don't know. I got to be honest. You know what I mean? Don't know. In fact, they might have done it during. I don't remember how the physical went because, again, it was a year ago. It wasn't a month ago, as I just remembered as we were working through Stream of Conscience on today's show. So that's what we're doing today, yeah, if you were yeah, wondering. For sure. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Window Nation. The fall is calling sale. Leaves are changing, temps are changing, time for some change. Get two free windows for every two you buy. Buy four, get four free. There's no limit, plus pay nothing for two full years. 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. We're having a day today. We're having a day. Uh, it is Would You Rather Wednesday. We'll get to that. We're scheduled to be joined in studio by our friend uh, Paul Valley, the host of The Bat Around. And we're also supposed to be making a significant announcement today with our friend Paul Valley, the host of the Bad Around. And so now I turn it over to Paul Valley. The uh, Paul apparently is stuck in traffic, which once you hear the announcement, <laughs> you'll understand why it might be a bigger problem. <laughs> might be something that we're going to have to address <laughs> moving forward. But uh, he tells me he's going to be here shortly. We will <laughs> hopefully. Uh, anyway, we'll talk about it in a little bit. Uh, we'll also talk some baseball with Paul. We'll, uh, the, the Yankees are, are gone, and so that's swell, mm -hmm. but uh, the Red Sox are still alive, and that's why they were... But I don't think they have the pitching no. to do this. I mean, I don't, I don't think they do, but I don't know. Goofy things have happened, man. I'm not, I'm not convinced of it. I don't really know. Like, I know, obviously, I'm rooting for the Rays in this series, but I don't know as a whole who I'm rooting for. Like, you know, say, well, you're obviously not rooting for the Astros. Like, sure, I'm probably not rooting for the Astros. Well, I like Dusty Baker. I can't lie about that. Like, I, I do like Dusty Baker and, and kind of would be hoping mm -hmm. for him. It's, a, it's an awkward spot to be in, right? Like, what if Buck were the Astros manager? We'd probably yeah, root, root for them, Buck, right? Yeah. And I don't feel well, about I'm not Dusty. There with, right, yeah. No, I don't feel about Dusty Baker the way I feel about Buck. But I, I feel something about Dusty Baker that I can separate from the Astros thing. And as I told you guys before, 
I, I, this bit where we're trying to pretend like the Astros were the only team that was cheating is a hilarious bit. Like it's, it is riotous. It is absolutely uproariously funny. Um, and I've never been able to play along with that bit either. So I don't garner the same feelings towards the Astros that the rest of you do because I have absolute certainty that lots of teams, if not all of them, were cheating or trying to cheat or doing whatever it is they were doing. It's just that the Astros were doing it in the most comical way with mm-hmm. the, the trash can bangs. So I don't, I don't have. I don't really I don't, have a dog in the fight for any of it, really. For the and playoffs. that's the, that's the almost the opposite thing with the White Sox. We're like as a team, I kind of like the White Sox. I'm kind of on board. Like I just don't like Tony Larusa. Yeah. So it's an awkward spot to be in where it's like almost polar opposites. Like if Dusty Baker was the manager of the White Sox, mm-hmm. I'd probably root like hell for the White Sox. If Tony Larusa was the manager of the Astros, I'd be more able the upstart to start Dodgers, you know? Yeah. Obviously I don't feel anything for them. The Cardinals are the team that like around here, people are like, oh, I don't really care about the Cardinals, but like, trust They've me, won enough, yeah. F the Cardinals, like F them. That I got nothing for them. I, I kind of feel like the Giants could be an embraceable team a little bit. They've like, had enough too. I'm like, they have just, won three world series right, like, in, in the last 20 years. Like, yeah, I'm just, nah, you know, like the Braves are, there may be them, but then if Acuna were healthy, it'd be better, right? Right, like, like they'd be more entertaining and more fun if that were the case. Y- you know, you don't. It's not like Nick Markakis is there any longer, so you don't really. It seems kind of like at the Rays, the only one that's and, and embraceable. Even, but I get and it. even like, that, yeah. it's like I don't even know that I say it, it's embraceable. We talked about this the other day. But I think they deserve a World Series, probably, but I don't. I don't. I don't love their ruthlessness it. and combine that with like their sort of non-existence. Like every thought I have of. Thank you. Every thought I have of watching, like the more that I have to watch a baseball game that's played inside Tropicana Field, the more I'm like, ugh. It's just such a kind of hope they go to Montreal. I would love for them to go to Montreal. I think that'd be wonderful. Um, it's just such a painful experience watching Rays games and the fact they're gonna have to play postseason games inside that, you know, tin box. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll fill it halfway. They might. They might fill it halfway. Um, so yeah, we're just sort of left with like. I mean, the Brewers, you're going to embrace the Brewers? That's going to be oh, your... the bats, I don't think. I don't think there's any chance. Their pitching's great. Yeah, I, I hear you, but ah, there's just not a lot here. There's nothing that I'm particularly excited about. There's no... In other years, there were former Orioles players that you were ready to jump on board with. Is there no days still in Atlanta? Maybe. I mean, I don't know. Sure, I'll, we'll go with... I mean, Gosman obviously, is in San Francisco. That's We know that. Is he going to be game one starter i'd imagine i would imagine he's gonna be the game one starter um but yeah it's just it's just not i'm just not feeling it man i'm sorry i'm gonna watch it's i didn't watch last night i can't lie I tune in for that. a second i had no interest in last night I, I i couldn't at one point i went to flip it on and then i legitimately said like i don't why do i want to watch this i there's i can't, there's no way for me to feel any joy i watched the first two innings i didn't watch that much i think i watched like and at bat, <laughs> like, and I just said, I just couldn't feel it. I couldn't bring I myself to feel anything about it because there's no I way. See Red Sox fans happy. That's what I'm right. saying. Yeah, like I couldn't do it, and I don't know that I'll be able to do it tonight either because the same kind of feeling that I have with the Dodgers and Cardinals. It's not as personal, but like, what's the pleasant part of that? What is the pleasant experience yeah, between those two teams? What's the one where I'm like, yeah, I feel good about that? I just is it don't in L.A. Uh, I would yeah, assume so. Yeah, yeah. They had the, they had the Conceivably, it would be fun to see Dodgers fans crushed. 
I guess. You know, okay. like if they were to lose and have that much money spent yeah, and then I mean, see I all the guys you. unhappy. Like, I hear you. I guess. I don't know, man. I don't know. It's a, it's a weird vibe that I get. But we'll talk more about the baseball playoffs because that's what's going on. I get it. It's it's just not – I'm just not feeling it the same way this year. I'm sorry. I, I, I laid out my entire reasoning for it. I'm just not feeling it the same way that I had and I felt it in other years. A year ago, the Padres were in the playoffs, and I, it was really easy to embrace the Padres mm-hmm. and want to root for them. Uh, we don't get that option this year. And all of the fun teams that could have made it in lost or got uh, left out on the final day. Like the Mariners would have been a fun team yep. to get behind. We would have all been behind the Mariners. I love getting behind Mariners. Yeah? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Did I say that out loud? Yeah, right? Um <laughs> I guess they would have been weirder with the Blue Jays because of the whole Robbie Ray thing from a few weeks ago. But, like, like I I know, right? Watching Vlad Guerrero Jr. play baseball would have been way too much fun for me. And so I would have have absolutely been behind the Blue Jays in that way. Um, But it's just just not not the the same for me. Anyway, uh, that's what we're doing. Uh, Oh, and Rocky Blyer is going to join us a little bit later on. Uh, We were hoping to do this this week. Uh, Again, not trying to drag out specifically the final play thing from the other day. I'm I'm largely good with kind of letting that die. I, I, I'll probably bring it up with him, but it's not the crux of what I want to talk to Rocky Blyer about. What I want to talk to Rocky Blyer about is the record itself. It clearly matters a lot to the Baltimore Ravens. They they want to believe that this thing matters. So I disagree. I don't think it matters at all. That's my opinion. But you know, I I as I said to somebody this morning, I think it was Antonio. I'm not such an egomaniac that I think my opinion is is the only thing that exists. Unless it's about food. Well, it's the only correct opinion. That doesn't mean it's the only one that exists. Like, I don't think that that what I feel about something, I could be wrong. I could be swayed if somebody presented me something. Not about cookies. You guys are nuts. Um, but about something like this, if someone who it actually impacts more directly, here's what I know so far. The, the person from the Ravens that this record most directly impacts, the, the reason why it exists, Lamar Jackson, does not give a rat's ass about it. That's abundantly clear. Perhaps today they'll try to encourage him to say something more significant about it because, you know, they literally went out of their way to extend the record. So they might say, hey, Lamar, kind of a weird bit that you no-sold the record. Uh, maybe if you said something a little bit more pleasant about it, that might be nice for us as – we're trying to pretend like it's a big deal. I don't know if three days later Lamar might attempt to to say something to. You think they stop the game Monday night when they? I, I'm gonna guess it probably. I mean, they didn't even stop it. Uh, the Patriots game that was so goofy. That was a very goofy moment. Um, so so far, what I know is that the guy that it most dire- uh, directly affects in Baltimore does not care whatsoever about it, which sounds about right. But maybe one of the guys that were mostly directly impacted uh, by the Steelers. Maybe maybe he'll present a different argument. Hey, he made it. Uh, maybe he'll present a different argument to me. I don't know. We'll talk to Rocky Blyer later on in the show. Of course, legendary former Steelers running back. He was part of those 1970s teams that uh, put together 43 straight games of 100 yards rushing. Of course, he and Franco Harris were the, uh, the running back tandem in Pittsburgh uh, that did that. Rocky Blyer is also just a great American, obviously served in the Army, a Purple Heart winner uh, in Vietnam. I mean, Rocky Blyer is a tremendous, remarkable human being. Um, so we'll talk to him. wonder if he's got a relationship with Alejandro Villanueva. That would seem to make sense considering the parallels in their lives. But we'll talk to Rocky Blyer a little bit later on in the show. And who knows, maybe other stuff and things, fun and frolic coming up as the morning goes on. 
Today's show also brought to you by C3 American Exteriors. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. Call C3 to get roof and siding repairs for just the cost of your home insurance deductible. 410-401-9797 or C3America.com for your free analysis. Paul Valley III has wandered into the studio. We're going to talk to him next. We're going to come back in. I just laid out to you why it is that I am not feeling the baseball playoffs this year. I'll let him attempt to uh, tell me why uh, I'm wrong and why they're phenomenal. <laughs> or Hello. 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 I don't know what that was. It was beautiful music. Was it? It, was, it sounded lovely. Um, so we'll talk about that. We'll talk about what the Orioles should do in the offseason and sort of put the caps on the year as the host of the bat around will join us in studio. Oh, should I lay out the Would You Rather Wednesday scenario? Should I do that? Or should Eventually I do that when we come back? To. I mean, well, should, well, you're, you're the producer. You tell me. I'll do when we come back. You can put a sponsor right. on it and everything. We'll do that. Yeah. Next, it's Glenn Clark Radio. What's up, everybody? This is Taz Bowser. I can't wait to see you guys for the Taz Bowser show this fall. We're going to be taking the show on the road all over the area. You can meet me and my very special guests. If you can't make it out, you can watch the show on live on Pressbox Facebook page or listen the next day. Find out more about where we'll be by checking out pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. We'll see you all season long for the Taz Bowser show. The next Tyus Bowser show is Tuesday, October 19th at Twain's Tavern in Pasadena. It's brought to you by Pressbox. Grade 8's memorabilia, and true strong services. Hi, it's Glenn Clark here for Window Nation. You know, a lot of things change with the season this time of year. The leaves change, temperatures change, your clothing changes, but the one thing that stays rock solid is the quality windows, installation, and customer service from Window Nation. Plus, their amazing offer, buy two windows, get two free, plus pay nothing for two full years. They never cut corners when it comes to quality and transparency from start to finish. Call 866-90NATION today or online at windownation.com. It's the perfect time for Window Nation, the perfect fit. I love you more than rock and roll. I love you more than a swimming hole. I love you more than pinball, but not as much as football. Celebrate your love of football with Raven scratch-offs from the Maryland Lottery. Win up to $100,000 instantly or second chance cash in Raven's prizes. I love you more than gumballs, but not as much as football. Play Raven scratch-offs at any Maryland Lottery retailer. Please play responsibly. Every seat is the best seat at M&T Bank Stadium. Don't miss a moment of Ravens football this season. Single game tickets are now available at BaltimoreRavens.com slash tickets. I love driving my tractor trailer. And just like you, I just want to make it to my destination safely. If you drive too closely to my truck, I can't see you, and you can't see what's in front of me. If I have to brake suddenly, our lives can be changed forever. If a truck stops quickly, can you? Don't tailgate trucks. Brought to you by the Maryland Department of Transportation State Highway Administration. The latest issue of PressBox is available now. On the cover, Bo Smolka profiles Ravens cornerback Marlon Humphrey, who may well be the Ravens' next true defensive superstar in the lineage of Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, and Terrell Suggs. Also inside, we introduce you to Maryland Navy, Towson, and Morgan State football players and everything you need to know for football betting as it launches in Maryland. PressBox is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. URL. 
Mobile One Full Synthetic Motor Oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center. Ask for Mobile One. He's Paul Valley the Third. He's the host of the Bat Around every Saturday morning with uh, Zach Goodman. Same locations, facebook.com slash pressboxsports, pressboxonline.com slash radio. Good morning, Paul. How are you, sir? Good morning. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm well. It's good to see you. I was just laying out why I'm not excited about the baseball playoffs. Um, there's just nothing that I'm embracing. There's no, there's no team. I mean, like, the best argument you can make is for the Rays and, like, I don't I don't really have an embraceable feelings about the Rays. Like it's, I'll, I'll obviously be rooting for them against the Red Sox because, right. I mean, come on, you're gonna root for them against the Red Sox. And if they were to play in the World Series, like a year ago, and they're playing the Dodgers in the World Series, I just, you know, you have to root against the dot. You have to root against the insanely spent money spending teams. What's the nature of being a baseball fan if you're not doing that? So like, if it played out that way, I'd probably be rooting for them then. But I'm not. You know, watching games in Tampa Bay is miserable. Like, it's a miserable experience to right. watch a game that's being played in Tampa. I'm not – they're not a team I'm embracing and, like, pulling for anything along those lines. There's just very little here. There's not There's not a significant former Oriole that, like, could win a World Series and would be a, a feel-good story. There's, I'm just really struggling to find something – that I feel good about or is exciting to me about these particular playoffs. Well, when you look at the Tampa Bay Rays, as of yesterday, they'd only sold like 25,000 tickets for each of their first two uh, ALDS games. There's still thousands of tickets available. And I'm people, sure Red Sox fans they, will scoop those up. Yeah, presumably, uh, Probably. Yes. I, mean, I mean, this is a team that had a lower attendance number than the Orioles, so it, they got their own problems to deal with there. Uh, I want to root against the Dodgers tonight, but if the Dodgers lose, I don't get Tim Neverett on my show this weekend. So, oh, okay. So I need, I, I kind of need the Dodgers. That's a little more personal. That's a little <laughs> yeah, more. Right, right. I don't, I don't think that Orioles fans are going to be all that concerned. No, no. About look, it. you're. But I also don't find the Cardinals to be embraceable either. Like the Cardinals are a team that's won a bunch of like. They're certainly not upstarts. Yes, it's remarkable they've won a ton of baseball games since Labor Day. Like nobody's denying that that's incredible, but. There's nothing about them that's it's the Cardinals. Like, that's what they do is they end up in the playoffs every year. And so, right. oh, okay. Like, I don't want to see them win either. Like, I, I'd probably prefer they win tonight than the Dodgers. Like, probably. But I don't want to see them win anything beyond that. Like, I, it's just it's just hard to embrace anything about this. Yeah. I, I, it'd be a lot easier to embrace the playoffs if the Mariners had gotten that's in. That's And even if – the Blue Jays have gotten in, even though they're in the AL East. They're a young team. They're fun to watch. They haven't won one in over tw- in just about 30 years, right? So it's something that you can look at and be like, oh, this team hasn't won in a long time. But now you have you still have the Astros. You have the Dodgers, the Cardinals, the Rays. These teams are always there, right? The Braves are always there. The Braves are a team that are fun, fun to root for. But I look at the White Sox, right? The White Sox have a young team. They have a they have a Hall of Fame manager. Yeah, that's, but that's the, the team problem. That, the problem is, is the so, Tony Larusa is so unlikable that like I, the Tony Larusa thing with Tim Anderson from earlier this year, yeah. like get the f out of here. I have no. There's a team that we just literally what we said was if Dusty Baker was managing the White Sox right. and Tony La, Tony Larusa was managing the Astros, this would be very easy. The White Sox would be the team that you would embrace and root for, and you'd be all on board with. It's just that I have so so little interest in seeing Tony Larusa succeed that I it's difficult for me to do that. You can't even maybe the silver lining of they're going to win it in spite of 
He still wins. Yeah, it. he gets credit, <laughs> right? And, then, and yeah. then all these old like baseball heads will be like, "This is the reason why you guys were a holes with all the things that you said about Tony Larusa, right?" Like, dude, I, I don't need any of that in my life. I feel like any of the three of us could go and manage the Chicago White I, Sox have, and still get them into the playoffs. I, I know the that's true, have. but unfortunately, well, maybe not me. I'm not really, I'm not really up on all of the things. That you guys, just go, 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 run your yeah, own. Yeah, I get it. Don't, don't <laughs> screw it up. I understand that, but I just, it's, I'm openly, I don't, it, I'm not even indifferent towards it. Like if he, if I'm trying to think of who the, who is the manager of the Braves right now? Is it still Snicker? I, you know, I don't know. Snicker is his name. Is it? I mean, I'm honest to God asking this question I think because it's Bobby I don't Cox. Know. No, I don't think it, it's Brian Snicker. I was right about that. I the name if, I've only just heard today. Brian Snicker's been the manager in Atlanta for what? This is a bad look for you. Yeah, maybe You're the so. guy that's supposed to be paying attention to these types of things. Snicker's Me, I've openly admitted that I don't know who these things are. Brian Snicker's the manager in Atlanta. If where did he come from? I honest, I couldn't tell you that. You, boy, now you're really asking. Well, you think I know where Brian Snicker came from? If I had to guess, I, I'm going to guess one of two things. Either he was on the staff before or Somewhere or else. he was on the St. Louis staff. It feels like that's how you became a manager for a little Let's while. Let's see if you're right. It, became, it feels to me like the, re, the way that I you became a manager. Just Google that last name and it'll tell me who it is, you know? And he's saying that he's the only <laughs> that many out there. There was a wrestler named Snitsky at one point, and they legitimately gave him the name because it sounded like a noise that people wouldn't like. Like, there's not a joke. They he, would say. He's been with the Braves since 77. He's been with the Braves in, in their organization in some roles. He never, he never went anywhere else. No, that's that's he what it says. Coach, I don't. I mean, he maybe he played for the Braves earlier. He was a yes. coach since '85, then '88 through '90, and 2003, seven through thirteen. He's had. I don't quite understand how that works. He's only seems to have coached the Braves, but he's taken quite a few times right, off. Well, not we're spending way too much time worrying about Brian Snicker yeah. at this point. The moral of the story is that if Brian Snicker, who I'm completely... He was a minor league manager as well. God bless. If the Myrtle Beach Pelicans. Oh, I love the Myrtle yeah. Beach Pelicans. I'm utterly indifferent towards Brian Snicker, but if he were the manager of the White Sox, I would just say, hell yeah, White Sox, let's go. The problem is I have absolute negative feelings towards the manager of the White Sox and makes it so that it's very difficult for me to embrace anything about them. Well, how about the Brewers? They're the lovable team that gets there every year and falls short. Can you root for them? If they did, I just have so little belief that they're going to do anything. That pitching staff I know, so I know, but I know that's true. Just, they're hitting. I mean, Adamas has been a revelation for them, but I don't see him carrying them over the top as far as that's I, concerned. And Cor- Corbin Burns been has been unbelievable. And, I mean, like, that Ryan Braun still exists, right? It, like, that's... Is he st- he, I thought he was retiring at the end of the year. He's he, retiring at the end of the year, but yeah. when, when's the last time he played? Yeah, I oh, know. I don't know. Does he not? I, this is how little attention I paid to the, the Brewers. <laughs> so we I, all go search. I, yeah, I honest to God don't know the answer to that question. He's done very much. What, but is he on the roster is the question. I, I don't think he's played at all this year. Okay. All right. Well, then there you go. There you go. Then I can feel better about it because I don't like Ryan Braun. So I'll feel better about the Brewers then if he's utterly and completely gone. I remember him announcing his retirement, but I thought it was at the end of the year. Yeah, it is at the end of the year. I just don't think. But he, he hasn't played. He hasn't played at all this year. All right. Very good. Very good. All right. Then the Brewers are my team. Let's go Brew. I just don't. <laughs> go I, Brew Crew. I, but I feel nothing about it. Like right. I couldn't. I couldn't even tell you that Ryan Braun wasn't on the team anymore. That's how like interested I am in the Brewers. Man, it's very difficult, <laughs> and it's why I'm out. Um, the, the totality of the season in Baltimore. Yeah. Um, bright spots, I guess, is what you have to hang your hat on. Uh, Cedric Mullins, Ryan Mountcastle, John Means. Although I, let me ask it this way. What, what you felt the Orioles were going to be, or where you wanted, where your reasonable hope was for the, where they would be at the end of the season 
in comparison to where they were at the end of the season. There was an episode or an installment, whatever we call it, of the Battle Round uh, about a month ago where I ran, I really went in on the Orioles. It was in the middle of their 19-game losing streak, and they just looked lifeless. And it was the same look that they had during their 14-game losing streak. And this was a team where you didn't expect to see Dean Kramer and Keegan Aiken take these steps backwards. You didn't expect to see them, you know— Bringing guys in who were just retreads or never were, like a Connor Green or Connor Wade or Spencer Watkins, to come in there and be like Spencer Watkins was like a legitimate part of their rotation for the better part of two months. And before this season, who the hell is Spencer Watkins? It, it's one of those things where you're watching this team. I don't and think you need to say before the season, by the way. What's that? I don't think you needed to qualify the who the hell is Spencer Watkins. Right. I mean, he was there in spring training. I don't even you know what I mean? still really, really but, don't know who he is. Right. I, most people don't. He's yeah. a guy who, who tried and he wasn't very good. Uh, this is this was a team where you kind of were hoping Dean Kramer and Keegan Aiken would take that next step. You were hoping that some of these uh, relievers would build on their successful short season last year. Probably didn't see Cedric Mullins coming. You kind of knew what Ryan Mountcastle was going to turn into and what he still will be. But I expected this team to, to not lose 100 games this year. I expected Ex- them to, That makes one of us. I expect, <laughs> that and, makes and, one of us. And, and maybe I was looking, I always look at the glass half full with the Orioles. I've, at the end of every year, I'm saying, God, they were so bad. They need, they need so much work. And at the beginning of every year, I'm back to saying, well, this team might not be as bad as we thought they were. And they started 15-16. and 16. John Means has that no-hitter. You're feeling good about the team. And then it was all off a cliff after that. Uh, what I would say about this year is that the Orioles can't have another year like this year. You go into next year, you can't be a 50-win team. You can't be a 60-win team. You have, you're going to have Adley Rutschman on your, on your roster, in, in my opinion, from opening day on. You can't expose— I'd still be extraordinarily yeah, barring surprised any changes by that. Yeah. CBA, I, I yeah. know Mike Elias said what he said. I'm still going to be— ex- I, that, that, I don't take any—I take nothing from that. So see, I, I've been saying that. I, I, I think that before— Michael Elias made his comments because you're not if he's as good as you say he is, he's not gonna get to those years where you need extra team control because you're gonna buy him out. Right. You're gonna ex- you're I gonna mean I, I hear you, but they've just right. never done it before. You right. know what I mean? Like that's the I, I hope you're right. And it's the, the first thing I said. If if at some point we, we had this conversation when we were talking about the John Means thing and whether or not they should have traded him. I said, right. like, we can keep doing this forever, but either you're buying these guys out of arbitration years or what are we doing? And they didn't try to buy John Means out of arbitration years this during the course of the year. And I don't think that his trade value is higher now than it was four months ago. I'm not right. saying it's he had a pretty it's, great year. I'm not saying it's falling off the cliff. I'm not saying that suddenly he's not. But this is the like at some point you got to show what you are as a franchise. And right. if that's what you're saying, then you should be doing that now. If you've decided that Adley Rutschman is going to be because you're thinking that way, then there's no reason to wait. You should be making that move right now. The fact that you know. I, we'll see if in three weeks like they, they do that, then I think we'll get our answer. Well, but until yeah, that point, I, I, this, the team that's never done that, I'm not going to work under the assumption that they're going to be the team that does it until they do is my... Yeah, no, it's, it's a fair point. Uh, Mike Elias with the Orioles has never been in a position where... Uh, you can make the argument for John Means, but John Means has his own red flags, right? Like he's had a shoulder injury every year. Right, so so you're not sure if you want to extend this guy. That, if that would be why I would have traded him. That would have right. been if again you you got to do something. You just sit around and let your your assets depreciate in value for no reason makes oh, no sense whatsoever. I'm of the unpopular opinion that they should trade Cedric Mullins. 
I, I think that there's, his, an, there's values, an argument for that. His value is never going to be higher. You have a plethora of outfielders, all of whom, for the most part, can play center field with a stronger arm, and you couldn't. You could get a ton of talent in return. There's, for Cedric there's Mullins. still the awkward spot of like you know how what, and we talked about this as the year went on. How do other teams view Cedric Mullins and and part of the problem is like what what do their scouts say? Right. And if their scouts are saying, well, he had a massive year, there's no doubt about it, but that's we don't know that he's that player just because of one year. It just makes it tough to recoup that, that Boku amount, whereas pitching has proven to be the thing that you can always get Boku amounts for in the trade market when you have that I would that say guy. it is hard to fluke into the year he had. I, the fact that he finished the way yeah. that he did, it's very difficult to it's fluke that way. skills but are the, there. The, the nature of scouting is what it. it is. Like th- This is what teams – now – are are they has there been a turn to say well analytics will drive our decisions yes there has been that but particularly with trades you fall back on a lot of your own scouting and a lot of what your scouts tell you about a certain player and not just what their numbers were during the course of that season so we'll see I, I'm not saying you, you certainly could get there's no doubt that you could get something for Cedric Mullins yeah. um, and I'm not even doubting at this point that you get something of some significance I don't know if it's the Kings ransom. Yet, based on one season, I also season. don't know that. In just in general, it would be a good idea. I, I mean, think it would be very difficult yeah. to sell it to your fan yeah, base. You for can't sure. sell it to I the think, fan base. I think that's base, that's particularly troubling. Um, I, in general, I hear what you're saying about you can't have another year like this. It's a thought that I've had that at, at some point, are you? Uh, you're in a different because you care, right? Like yeah. you care, and you were with it, and you stayed with it forever, and you're going to keep staying with it, right. even if it if it's sour again a year from now. So you're the wrong person to talk about it. The majority of the fan base was utterly checked out this year, right? No, no, like the majority of the fan base was not invested, was not watching the games, was not going to the games, was doesn't hate the Orioles, just checked out. Just said, look, man, you know, get back to me when you're good. There's a there's a small group of people that will always be angry whenever a team is bad that will just continue to say, This is embarrassing, this is all I've ever known. But that was a small group. The mo the indifference was the overwhelming emotion that surrounded the Baltimore Orioles this season. People just didn't care. Like, you know, if if John Means was pitching a no-hitter and they started seeing about it on Twitter, all right, I'll, I'll check in to watch that. And when they were hearing about what Cedric Mullins was doing, they were like, well, that's cool. But it wasn't getting them to go to a game. It wasn't getting them to tune in on a, uh, a Sunday afternoon. Like, they, the majority of the fan base was like, okay, the it's happening. It's no, there was there was a fair amount of I don't care anymore to my to my viewership of the Orioles this year. Because how can you? Your, your team lost 110 games. How can you really care that much when all they do is lose? Now the times when I did care is if they're up by four runs in the ninth inning and they blow that. That's when I care because those are games that even a 52 win team needs to win. But my, my overwhelming point here... Thank God they didn't, or else they wouldn't have the number one pick that, next year. That's true. <laughs> well, that's we hope. True. We think. We think. Well, I don't think that they... Speaking of that, I don't think that they can just make that change in the first year. I think They, they can. I don't think they will. I don't think they will. <laughs> they, I don't um, think they will. But no, I just, I've been saying this all year to anybody that wants to listen. You can't expose... Adley Rutschman and Grayson Rodriguez and Kyle Stowers to that brand of baseball. So the the interesting part to me is what does it say about the decision for them to keep Brandon Hyde around for another year in relation to that, right? Like in relation to it, it Brandon Hyde's here for a year, but he's not. He didn't get an extension. Right. They're not committing to Brandon Hyde as being their manager long term. They're they're letting him have one more year. So it, what's the reason for that? Is it because they think that after this year is when things are real and then they're going to go hire their manager at that point? 
or is it because they're giving him a tryout because they think they should be a little bit better next year because they might bring in an actual major league pitcher? Um, of course, those two things aren't mutually exclusive either. What, what do you mean? I mean well, could, they could be, could be a, they could be a yeah. little bit better and still right. move on from Brandon Hyde. There's no doubt yeah. about it. But but what is the thought process there? It would be easier for me to be convinced that they know they need to improve a little bit next year if they had decided we got to move on from Brandon Hyde. That would be a a statement that we're making of like this is we're saying we have to be better than this next year. Yeah. If they had extended Brandon Hyde, that might be a statement of we believe we've got the guy and we're moving towards being better. Leaving it hanging for just like another year with, frankly, a lame duck manager, that's a really tricky thing to me that says, I'm not sure that you're committed to the idea that you have to be that much better next year. Well, you would, I, I'm with you that Adley Rutschman being here, you'd like to be, you, you don't necessarily want Adley Rutschman to feel poisoned mm-hmm. in his first season in Baltimore. You don't right. want him to go through utter misery and indifference. Whenever he's here, there will obviously be great interest for. The first night, the first game. It's also part of the reason why I think there's no chance it's going to be opening day. Why would you waste that? Like op- Opening day is going to have a massive crowd no matter what. Like Three weeks later, when you bring up Adley Rutschman, you're going to be able to have a second opening day during the course of the season. It's nuts to me that the Orioles wouldn't take advantage of that from a, a PR perspective and all of the, the – seriously, the three-week difference is not all – I get that we – I get that it sucks. Like I get that it's dumb that you can't just have the best player be on the team on the first day of the season. But we're talking. But it also about it. just makes too much sense to Correct. keep him for a year longer Correct. as a result of waiting. A hundred percent. Again, with the caveat being, sure. I would like to see them buy him out of his arbitration years. I'd like to see them do a lot of things that they haven't done to this point. But I just don't know, right? Like that's where I am. I don't know where they think they are. They clearly don't. They still don't have the pitching. Like it's it's. You can say, hey, Grayson Rodriguez is closer, and Mm -hmm. you could start thinking that maybe next year, you know, next August, next summer at some point could be reasonable for Grayson Rodriguez, but that gives you two. You've also seen, I think, in recent years, the returns in trades kind of be required to be a little bit less than they used to be. And they, despite not having necessarily the, the, the caliber of prospect of Adley Rutschman in spades, they've got... A good number of well thought of prospects currently that, as you mentioned, a log jam in the outfield mm-hmm. could prove to return some pitching in their own right. So that's probably the know. route they go this yeah. offseason rather than spending a ton of free agency is to go the trade route. Now, look, none of us know, right? We don't, Michael Elias already plays things very close to the best, right? None of us know. We don't know the conversations he and Brandon Hyde have. We don't know how the Chris Davis retirement thing happened. We just know that this stuff has happened, right? So I guess we have to look at this team and hope that Michael Elias knows what he's doing. Hope that he sees, hey, this was what, this was our plan of action for 2020 and it failed miserably. Every pitcher that we hoped was going to take a step forward took a step back. None of them progressed the way we expected them to. So next year we have to go into it with a different kind of plan. That's what you hope for. Now I could tell you that my my co-host and my producer on the bat around, Zach Goodman, says I have to see it to believe it. And right now I don't believe that they're going to do anything. And I, I totally get that. And I would tell you that's exactly where I am. Yeah, like, and, and that I, makes sense. That's where most and people it's not, are. And it's not a – and that's I'm, when I say that, I don't hate Mike Elias. I don't, I don't know. I have no idea. I have no idea if Mike Elias is a good general manager or not. And it's the same thing I say about Brandon Hyde. I don't know. How could I possibly know? You say, you know, they, we like some of their draft picks. Well, we think we do. Tell me the guy that Mike Elias has drafted that has gotten to the major league level and has proven to be a high-caliber baseball player. Yeah, he's had three drafts. 
man, I get it. It's, yeah. But that's why I'm saying I don't know. Right. That's why the answer isn't. I'm not telling you he's not, or that he's. I'm saying I have no idea. I, I don't have a clue whether Mike Elias is a quality general manager or not. I I hope he'll prove to be. And I have no I have no real reason to think he isn't necessarily, mm-hmm. or he, not that he isn't, that he couldn't be. Right. I have no reason to think that he couldn't be. But to There's this point, reasons to be encouraged by some draft picks, but they're not major leaguers. Correct. Yet. I don't. Right. I, I. Again, we feel Kobe certain Mayo ways. Kobe Mayo appears to be a nice addition to the system. And I, I, I like that. But whether or not Kobe Mayo is going to prove to be a major league bat or not, we are a ways away from having any idea right. if that's if that's true. And that's again, when you say those things, that's a it's such a mild take because it's not a take. It's just dealing in reality. That people just say, oh, you hate the guy. No, I don't hate the This is the, the go to trash. This is the world that we live in. Either you're, uh, either you think somebody's the greatest to ever do it or you think they suck, right? Like there's no room. I don't know. I have no clue. I'm still willing to give it a bit more time because as I said to you guys before the season, none of us wanted to acknowledge how much the Orioles were screwed by both the pandemic and how bad the trades proved to be that were made before Mike Elias got here. We all wanted to believe this could be some three-year process, which was hogwash and was worsened by the fact that those trades got them nothing. 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 They have nothing to show from any of those trades. And we kind of knew that before the year began, but it only got drastically worse with one more year of watching how disastrous it proved to be. Although, did I see that Josh Rogers ended up being a, a decent arm for the Nationals as the year went on? So, it, 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 so, go figure. So that's there's that. <laughs> like, yeah. go, go figure that. Um, but they have nothing, zero to show from all of those trades that were made. And we, it, I can't blame that on Mike Elias. I can't say that it's not his fault. He didn't make those trades. You can be mad at Dan Duquette, but Dan Duquette's arms were tied at that point. Like there was the, the the thought process from the organization was a miserable failure with how they handled the Manny Machado years, and it has screwed them. And we can be unrealistic and say, well, they they should have been able to turn this thing around in three years. No, not with what was done. They buried themselves in a hole that was ridiculous. Now I don't have sympathy for them. I have no sympathy for the fact that the organization screwed up the the way things went post-2014. I have no sympathy. They did that. They effed it up as an organization. I have no sympathy. A lot of people want to say, well, that was Peter Angelos, and he's not making the calls anymore. So I still don't have sympathy for it. I just understand it. I have, you know, I, it's empathy. I can understand the situation that they're in. But it's the situation that they're in, and I can't deny it any longer. And so... I, I'm hard-pressed. I'm just hard-pressed because I don't – Dan Connolly wrote about it, and people got pissed off. The pitching ain't there. It's not not just the pitching isn't there at the major league level. The pitching ain't there in the minor leagues either. There's interesting arms, but they're not ones that you can feel confident are going to make it to the majors and succeed. Correct. I'd like to say that I – all credit to Dan Connolly. I said two months on the show before that that after Rodriguez and Hall, the cupboard's bare. And the Hall and, thing and is more confusing because of the injury, right? right? Like we still like Hall, we still think he's a but guy. But he's not but pitching in the majors this year, this coming season. No, and he should be. Like, he should be, and he's not. Correct. He, well, he can't be. I mean, they have to. Right. They, I mean, could he be at some point yeah. if he goes? If he is healthy to begin the year and pitches unbelievably you well? Have to think about what the inning cap would be. And that's correct. You know, like, also. and and why would you? Why would you bring somebody up to pitch innings if you're not going to be good at the end of the year? There's right. a lot of those questions involved. Yes, um, but that's it. It the number two guy on your list 
is a bit compromised at the moment, right? Like, he's and never he's never thrown more than ninety innings, and he's the number two guy on yeah. your list. Yeah. And there's not really a number three. Bradish, I think maybe, like maybe, right? But that's just de facto. I'm not saying it's sure. Fine. Like, I mean, he's the third guy, but there's he's he's not the third of three. He's mm-hmm. the third of two. Mm-hmm. Like he's on the outside, and you don't feel great about the second one. It's. I guess I have to look at this. For my ability to be able to do the bat around every Saturday, I have to look at it because it's hard enough for your mental health. Right. Well, it's it's hard enough to be an Orioles fan, right? They've been bad for the majority of our lives, right? So that's hard enough in in its own right. I have to believe that they're going to do the things that to me are obvious to do to make the team better, to get them in a direction where they where they're you can because you can see the light at the end of the tunnel, right? You can see some of it. I, you, look, you can see you can see a glimmer of light at the end of the tunnel for them to bash through and get to that light. These are moves they have to do. They have to get more pitching. They have to get their their top prospects to the major leagues, and they have to succeed. Well, they might have to trade that, change their draft strategy. They might have to acknowledge that maybe drafting some pitchers might be a good idea too. Right. We were and just doing this with Jim Callis the other day, where he's like, "Well, I know one thing. I don't think they're going to use the number one pick on a pitcher. Mm-hmm. Like that's the reality of what the Orioles have been. And at some point, they might have to sit down and have an awkward conversation about, hey, the strategy has produced some." Some pretty good bats that we feel good about. You know what we don't have? Pitching. Right. We don't have it. And there will be returns eventually from the international market. They've sure. actually engaged and, in that. And, and of so course, one of the guys that we don't feel something about right now could turn into the next John Means. We all yeah, know that it's not impossible. There's, there's plenty right. of guys who are tearing it up at the low levels Definitely. and just aren't on your top 100 prospects list and nobody's talking about. Because like a like a Jean Pinto, who was mm-hmm. absolutely dominant all year, but he's at, he's at low A, mm-hmm. right? So the, or, or he made it up and, to, to and, high A. And the A-ish. scouts don't think of him as that guy. They think of him as a guy. They just right. don't think of him as that guy. Right, but how many organizations have five of that guy? Mm-hmm. Most don't. Most don't. But right. most also have some pitching at the major league level. That's, and the Orioles that's don't very have that true. Either. And the that's why is, they need to go outside. We're, this we're talking about the entire organization from right. top to bottom having two and what two thirds? Is that what we're going to call a hall at this point? Like two and two thirds pitchers mm-hmm. for the entire top to bottom of the organization is what exists here. Yeah, that I, math doesn't work, man. I just think I haven't written off Zimmerman as a number five starter for what it's worth. I mean, okay, I but that's and not. You still haven't really seen enough having of a number, Bauman to having know a number that five starter doesn't be. help you. Like you know, the, I get it. the number five starter is a guy that you go just grab at some point. Like you, nobody's looking for a number five starter, right. um, that, unless you're the Dodgers, in which case you know your, your fifth your starter number, is Clayton Kershaw. Right, your number five that's on the, the Dodgers is correct. an ace on most. Exactly steps. right. It, you have to look at the team and you have to have the hope. Otherwise, what are you really clinging to? Because they've lost over a hundred games I'm, in each I'm, of their last I'm, three full seasons. I'm for it, and I think that's what answers our question: is what people are really clinging to is indifference. Like right. that's that's right. the reality of it is what they're clinging to is indifference. But you guys are talking about it every Saturday morning on the we bed. Fi- we find a way. We find and I, a way. I said, as I said to you guys before the year, God bless you. I need, I, we need to have it because there is a market of people that do care. I just can't join them. I cannot join them and pretend like I can watch every night and you know get invested and be involved. And I'm, I'm all for it. Ryan Mountcastle looks great. Love it. Love it. All for that. Cedric Mullins had an amazing year. Love it. Wonderful things. But the, you know, two guys does not a rebuild make there's interesting things like Urias had a pretty good year and appears mm-hmm. to be at least yeah. maybe you keep him trying to hit him higher win of a replacement I, than I, Mountcastle I which is, you. you know good or bad I don't know right but you know I don't know I think that the 
the addition of, of course, I'm blanking on his name now. The guy, the guy that came over from, from Padre. Mateo. Yeah, Mateo. Yeah. Yeah. Mateo. It was interesting, but you know, nothing more it's than that. A, it's alarming to me that they both got their first year of extensive action and both ended the year on the IL. That's that's alarming. I mean, to me. injuries happen, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I don't. I'm not going to draw a conclusion from it and say they can't stay healthy, but you know, you'd rather them be healthy, no right, doubt about especially it. Especially for their age and how and how little tread there is on the tires. You'd like to see. I mean, you, I'm not calling them Anthony Santander or Nolan Reimold, mm-hmm. right? But you want to encouraging see them. that Austin Hayes managed to finish the year out healthy, as opposed to yeah. what appeared to be nothing more no than always going to be hurt. I agree. So. That, that's a that's a positive. I'm not sure that I'm really to believe no, that. You know, I'm not sure he's more than a platoon guy. Exactly right, but it was a positive. And I, it, it, when you're looking for those, you'll take them where you can get them. No Absolutely. doubt about it. Hey, today, speaking of the bat around, it's part of uh, our weekend programming. Also, Project Game Day is typically part of our weekend programming. This week it'll be on Monday night, obviously, because that's when the game is. I'll be with you at halftime, post-game, myself and Ken Zalis. Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports for both shows. Post-game, PressBoxOnline.com slash radio as well. Project Game Day, every game day this season, it's brought to you by our friends at Underdog Fantasy Football, as well as Window Nation and Glory Days Grill. Let's roll out the Would You Rather Wednesday scenarios so you can think about them, get your responses in, at Glenn Clark Radio. Some of you are trying to cheat, and I get it. One of them I kind of wrote in a clunky way, so I'm not even actually mad at you. Others, I you, I am mad at you. Uh, but it's unrelated. It's because of that thing you did the other night. You know what you did, Julio, and if you do it again, you're not going to be invited back over. Do you understand that? Well, you asked for it the one time. Okay, well, that's it's consent, bro. Consent. I, if I say whipped cream, I mean whipped cream, okay? I don't mean sour cream. It's a very different thing. You understand choice. that from all of the things that you've done. I know. It was Taco Tuesday. Well, it was Taco Tuesday. But I wanted whipped cream. <laughs> all right, anyway. Uh, I have three and a bonus scenarios for you at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter. Facebook.com slash Glenn Clark Radio is where you find them. Number one, you forgot to pay a parking ticket when you were 16. This happens a lot in Would You Rather Wednesday. Can you go to jail for not paying a parking ticket? It's a it's a game. Okay. It's a game, Paul. It's <laughs> Paul, Paul Valley college. from the Bat Around. <laughs> it's a game. It's a game. I believe the statute of limitations runs up at some point, but it's a game. Play it. They just might boot your car at some point. At some point, they probably yeah. would. You now owe an amount of money that you can't afford. The judge offers you a deal. You can avoid jail if you swear off your Ravens fandom and become an avid Jacksonville Jaguars fan forever, or if you become an avid Washington football team fan forever. Just go to jail. Nope, not an option. That's the problem. A few people are trying to take that option. Not an option. You can't just go to jail. Let me make that abundantly clear. Number two, speaking of the Orioles, the Orioles stun everyone and sign Kevin Gosman to a massive contract this offseason. What do you think Kevin Gosman is going to get as far as the contract's concerned? Uh, 18 to 20 million. Yeah, it's for how many years? Um, how old is he? Is he 30 he's yet? 30 about. Yeah. I think he's right about 30. Yeah, he'll probably get five years of close to 100 million, I would imagine. Kevin Gosman is. I think he might get more than that. Yeah. Kevin Gosman's 30 years old. Everybody's saying he's the top. He's, he, he's, he's, done, the top. A, he's done it one time. I, I understand it, that. But in, that's, in, in, a, I in understand an eight year career, one time. I hear you. I Kevin Gosman. But he also had a lot. Of, he had a lot of moments before that. Yeah. Kevin Gosman, they signed him to a massive contract this offseason, the biggest in all of free agency for a pitcher, which is what everybody's assuming he's going to get. Mm-hmm. Or no, he's the wrong guy. And or they shouldn't be spending that type of money just yet, or on a pitcher at all. Could be any of those scenarios. Just tell me why it's no. Number three. We were talking about this the other day. The Ravens trade a sixth-round pick to the Colts after Monday night's game for Marlon Mack, or they trade a third-round pick to the Jaguars for James Robinson. And then my bonus, 
I'm not giving away anything that's a spoiler. I want to make this very clear. But if you're not caught up on Ted Lasso, you might not want to talk about it anyway. There is nothing in here that's a spoiler. But go ahead. Cover your ears if you'd like. They have Nate become a full-on heel moving forward. Or they set him up for a major redemption story. Those are the scenarios. If you're caught up, if you've been watching, you know, and you can respond to it. If you're not, just ignore it. It's quite fine. If you're not watching Ted Lasso, reevaluate your life. Those are the scenarios. Would you rather Wednesday? Um, we have rolled over $50 in Glory Days Grill gift cards because we didn't get to play last week while I was jumping out of the plane. So $50 in Glory Days Grill gift cards at stake for someone who participates at random. Get your responses in at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter. Facebook.com slash Glenn Clark Radio. Those are the ways for you to participate. Winding down our number one of the program. If you haven't picked up the new print issue of Press Box yet, it is available right now at your neighborhood Royal Farms. Any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find Press Box or read it all, PressBoxOnline.com. Marlon Humphreys on the cover. He is next in line among Ravens defensive stars. Bo Smolka wrote a great story about him. Go pick it up today for free. And you're running out of time because the new print issue of Press Box is going to be hitting stands Ooh, I'd say about 10 days or so from now is when we're going to have that rolling out. So uh, last couple chances for you to get out there and get this one. We're going to chat with Rocky Blyer next. The uh, Ravens tied the Steelers' record record for 43 consecutive games with 100 team rushing yards. I didn't know such a record existed. I don't know that it's a big deal. And as I told you, that's the reason why I wouldn't have done what the Ravens did because I don't think this really matters in any way. But Rocky Blyer is part of the team that holds the record or co-holds the record at the moment, and maybe he'll tell me otherwise. We'll find out. We'll come back in and chat with him next. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Every seat is the best seat at M&T Bank Stadium. Don't miss a moment of Ravens football this season. Single game tickets are now available at BaltimoreRavens.com slash tickets. Glory Days Grill's popular Oktoberfest menu is back, and it features their delicious chicken schnitzel, two chicken cutlets, hand-breaded in herb panko, and pan-fried until golden brown, served with mustard cream sauce, mashed potatoes, and roasted vegetables. Their menu also includes your favorites, like the Oktoberfest Brewer's Platter, Brewer's Sausage Sandwich, Prussian Pretzel Roll, Slam Dunk Pretzels, and Apple Cobbler. All of these meals pair well with their many Oktoberfest beers and Angry Orchard on drag. Dine on their patios or in their dining room, or order online at glorydaysgrill.com and pick up your favorites to take home. Glory Days Grill has been proud to serve the community for the last 25 years. Thank you, fans. C3 American Exteriors is the area's best and most trusted roof and siding specialists. C3 is also an insurance adjuster's worst nightmare and a homeowner's dream come true. With all of the bad weather, chances are you have some roof and siding damage. Call C3 American Exteriors now to get your roof and siding repairs for the cost of your deductible. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. C3 guarantees a 48-hour rapid response. Call 401-9797 or go to c3america.com for a free analysis. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. 
It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Hey, it's KZ. The Press Box Fantasy Football Show is back, as always, on Thursdays. You can catch it at 1130. We're brought to you this year, CCBC and Glory Days Grill. You can catch the show two ways, facebook.com slash pressboxsports or pressboxonline.com slash radio. The slash radio is if you want to listen. On Facebook is if you actually want to see my ugly face. We're going to have a lot of fun this year. DFS, daily lineups, keepers, all kinds of fun stuff. Please tune in, Press Box Fantasy Football Show. Every Thursday, 11.30 a.m. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a wide range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Toyota to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. What's up, everybody? This is Taz Bowser. I can't wait to see you guys for the Taz Bowser Show this fall. We're going to be taking the show on the road all over the area. You can meet me and my very special guests. If you can't make it out, you can watch the show on live on Pressbox Facebook page or listen the next day. Find out more about where we'll be by checking out pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. We'll see you all season long for the Tyus Bowser Show. The next Tyus Bowser Show is Tuesday, October 19th at Twain's Tavern in Pasadena. It's brought to you by Pressbox, Great Eights Memorabilia, and True Strong Services. Everybody's getting carried away with saying just go to jail. You can't pick jail. I want to make that abundantly clear. You cannot choose jail in that scenario. They still say if it was jail for life, though. It's a good question, and we can make it a different Would You Rather Wednesday scenario, but the scenario is you have to pick one or the other. You can't pick jail. I just want to make sure that that is abundantly clear because you guys seem to be struggling with that. Um, you shouldn't be struggling with figuring out why you should be playing underdog fantasy football. It's an awful lot of fun. Underdog fantasy football is great. And it's not just football. They've got baseball. They've got basketball. They've got you know, all sorts of sports that you can play. And it's also not just the traditional uh, weekly and daily fantasy contests that you knew from the other big companies. There's, like, actual betting. Like, you don't even play the weekly or the daily fantasy games, no. do you? You just play the, like, parlays and the player mm-hmm. props and stuff like that. Player right? props always appealed to me. But the tricky thing is you got to hit them all. Yeah, you like, I know I, I can feel good about yeah. this one. I don't know if I feel so good about it, but, you know, you got to hit three or four of them. And I'll do, like, a do host of different five ones, like KZ suggested. Because those are the big, like, you can you, you can play for, like, a dollar. Yeah, yeah, right. And then, like, I'll hit three of five for most of them. And I'm like, if I don't, like, just rearranged which <laughs> right. one I was putting in which one. Or just one, play you know? three, then you would have you yeah. been in great shape. It's tricky, but it's fun. It's a lot of fun. Uh, and we're giving you free money in order to play with Underdog Fantasy Football. So here's what you do. You go to underdogfantasy.com or you download the Underdog app. And then when you sign up and deposit $10 or more, whatever it is, use the code PRESSBOX, and we'll give you another $10 to play with. And Kyle, like, stretched out his free money, I think, for weeks. Mm -hmm. For weeks, despite the fact that he wasn't winning any more free money. Um, But that's the way that it goes, because you were playing. He was doing, like, the nickel slot bit, where he was playing the $1 games. Nipple slots. The nipple slots, exactly right. That's what Kyle was playing. I don't think they put that in the read. I don't think that one was part of the read. Uh, but underdogfantasy.com or the Underdog Fantasy Football app and uh, use that code PRESSBOX when you deposit $10 or more. We will hook you up with $10 to play with. It is that simple, Underdog Fantasy Football. Paul Valley is in studio with us uh, from the Bat Around, and we're going to make a little bit of an announcement uh, before the show ends today about kind of a direction that we're going. Significant. It's a significant announcement. I'm not trying to be overdramatic about it, but we're going to make a significant announcement before the end of the show today, and we will get into Would You Rather Wednesday. We had to do this a little bit earlier on today, but an opportunity to catch up with a legend and an American hero. Let's uh, listen in. Rocky 
Mikey Blyer right here on GCR. Well, of course, as you know, the Baltimore Ravens matched a record on Sunday as they have now rushed for 100 yards as a team in 43 consecutive games. And our next guest is part of the team that currently co-holds that record with the Baltimore Ravens as he was part of those 1970s Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, we gotten to know this man over the years at the Super Bowl. We don't love the fact that he's a Steeler, but we love everything else about him. He is the great Rocky Blyer, and he joins us now here on GCR. Rocky, it's Glenn in Baltimore. It's great to chat with you. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us. Hey, you're welcome. Thanks for uh, thanks for giving the call. Boy, what a uh, what a wonderful accomplishment that uh, the the Ravens have. Uh, <laughs> Have a, have established there at least tying that record, uh, and so it's uh, really quite interesting. I, all of a sudden, Franco and I are back in the limelight, as they say, of this week, <laughs> only because of the fact that we didn't know that we had a record. So I'm so <laughs> glad you brought that up. <laughs> right. We we were wondering that kind of out loud, Rocky, and I'm not trying to demean what the Ravens have done. I want to make that very clear. No. But but no, 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 no. Yeah. We, we were wondering just how aware you might have been that you even held such a record. When when did you learn that that you all had this record? Not until you called. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the truth. I'm going. When is he calling for what record? You know, and then and. Uh, uh, yeah, and then it, it, it uh, and then it, I, I got I got another call or another question about that, but that was the first thing I said. I didn't I I didn't know that you know that uh, <laughs> the, the 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 offense and the Steelers during that period of time and those years and so then you know I'm thinking yeah I wish somebody would have told me that I could have talked about it all this year <laughs> and have some kind of pride as hey yeah you know as the Steelers organization and we had 43 straight. <laughs> 100-yard games, never been done before, you know. But as, uh, you know, as obviously as we look back on, on that experience and, and as they say, all records are meant to be broken no matter how they are or what they are. And so um, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of exciting to keep an eye on the, on, on the Ravens to see how they do this week. Right. I, I, um, they, they could fall that. short, right? They could they could end up not getting 100 against the Colts, and then you would co-hold the record for That's right. I that. would call. So, so I was talking to, I, just, I, had to you, I, I talked to Franco about this, and then so Franco's, so Franco's question to me was, well, when did it end? <laughs> you know, what game, what game did right. it end? Hang on. I, oh, I didn't even know we had it. We're going to try to find that out. We're going to try to find out what the game was when the, uh, the record ended. Okay, so so I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, to say this nice way. Part of the reason why I ask Rocky is because, the, I don't know if you're aware, the Ravens kind of went out of their way to make sure they got to 100 yards on Sunday. They were sitting at 97 and, and got the ball back with three seconds left and leading by two touchdowns and decided to run a play in order to get the yardage necessary instead of taking a knee in order to extend the record. And there's been this, this sort of debate about the significance of it. And I've said, I'm, I'm just not sure it's all that significant of a record that you needed to do that. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and what you're telling me is not exactly giving me much reason to think otherwise, which is <laughs> at, at no point did you guys concern yourselves with the idea that you might have ran for a hundred yards. Have a, a record, you know, have a record at all. But I, you know, I, 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 and you know, and one of the things, and one of the things, and I can understand that, is the great rivalry, obviously, that is the 
uh, evolved over the years between the Ravens and the Steelers. You know, and I, you know, and I can see it. I can see it. Somebody <laughs> within the Raven organization going, "Hey, listen, <laughs> this obscure record that was on there. Take it from the Steelers, the Steelers right. you know, and do it. So <laughs> let's go for the five yards. All know, right, so, so uh, and pick it up. So that was that was uh, that was and uh, interesting. But the yeah, but I think the the interesting thing in, in the evolution, which is that uh, you know it's a marvelous job that the Ravens have have done um, mm-hmm. over these uh, over these last three four years, um, you know, to be able to do that, and and so and not to take anything away from it because it's all about you know, and it just it was it, I would like to know just from an interesting point of view is that you know Lamar Jackson obviously sure. is not only a terrific talented player but a big part of that offense and how the evolution of the game has changed you know rules have changed offense have changed um and uh, and uh, allows uh, a, a quarterback of the stature of lamar uh to be able to run and uh, and he does that so well you know unfortunately we had bradshaw not a great runner <laughs> he was good at some other things and, but yeah not not a particularly yeah. mobile quarterback <laughs> Not, not a great, but that wasn't part of the game, you know, back at that time, and uh, and so because of rule changes have taken place, offense that is uh, that is expanded, and uh, and how that offense game is approached today uh, around the league, you know, allows that quarterback to be a you know integral part of that running game, and uh, and uh, uh, as well, and, and the other thing too, and I and I'm not taking anything away from the other running, you know, I mean, you got a, a you, you got a great group of, of, of solid running backs um, there with Williams and Murray and Freeman and Bell, and, you know, that that allow a, a team to be healthy uh, and uh, not miss a beat in the, in the running game. So, um, so, so I, 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 I'm expecting great things from the Ravens. <laughs> I, I appreciate you saying that. And may you be a hundred percent right about that. Rocky, Rocky Blyer. <laughs> Former Steelers running back, of course, a Purple Heart winner as well from his time in the Army and serving in Vietnam. He's with us uh, here on Glenn Clark Radio. Rocky, I, I did. We've uh, we've done the research. It was the final game of the 1977 season. You guys ran for 89 yards against the Chargers in the final game of 1977, and that's how the streak came to an end. Um, and clearly, oh, okay. you've never gotten over it, as we can tell. It's it's still that's right. it's still crushing <laughs> you to this day. I'm emotionally scarred because of it. it you're. Uh, it took you. You then. Uh, it was week 11 of 1978. Was the next time you didn't run for 100 yards. And 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 again, I we're, we're having some fun with this because it it's what you just alluded to is really interesting it's not nothing like i recognize that it it is kind of a testament to what the ravens are doing and and how well they've run the ball since lamar jackson came and 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 and, and it's remarkable what they're doing it in this kind of era of football where running almost became you know a, a forgotten part of the game right um right but, right yeah but yet the 100-yard marker as a team just doesn't seem all that astounding, right? This isn't an individual running for 100 yards. It's the team running for 100 yards. So, so when you found out that you had this record, like, did, did it, was it even interesting to you? Were you even sort of like, a, oh, that's, that's, that's kind of incredible that we did that? Or was it more like, no, that, that's just really not much of anything? <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I thought, you know, as I had made mention earlier, I, I, I thought about, I thought, you know, I thought, God, I wish I would have known this, you know, or something else I could brag about, you know, because I don't have, you know, Frank, 
the majority of those hundred yards, a lot of them came from you know Franco, but from the combination of, of, of running backs. And, and and so I, you know, I look at you know I look at those that that, that period of time from '74, and we started to run the ball uh, more, and uh, we had a great offensive line. They finally gelled, coming together, and the passing game really hadn't emerged. Uh, although it was a part of it, but it hadn't emerged uh, to be the impact that later it had um, uh, with the, with you know with the Steelers and especially the uh, evolution of um, uh, John Stallworth and um, uh, oh my goodness, Lynn Swan, of course. A, a, yeah, that's right. Yes, <laughs> yes, and, 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 and Lynn Swan. You know, so there's my age showing me. So it's anyway, okay. So that evolution, <laughs> that evolution came. And so it, it was like, um, and uh, and and then the, and then the continuity of uh, of a, having an offensive line, and I think that becomes very important, working together. Sure. Uh, and so there wasn't much, you know, free agents. Uh, there wasn't much trading back there, or people moving. Uh, and so we had, you know, we had a core group of, of offensive people that stayed throughout that period of time in those six years. Um, uh, pretty stable. So that all, you know, I mean, that all. I, so and as I said before, I said I wish I would have known this because I would have been starting. It would have been part of my speech about writing. <laughs> about, oh, yeah. <laughs> does, does it does, does it at all bother you the idea that the Ravens would 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 do something like this in order to try to break this record? Would like a situation where they would obviously take a knee in any other spot, and it. It clearly bothered the the Broncos coach a great deal. He called it bull s. Uh, he didn't say that. He said something else, but I can't say that here. Does that does that bother you at all that they would do something like that at the end of a game to keep the streak alive? And here, I mean, the thing about it is that I didn't know about the record beforehand. It wasn't it wasn't as if it was a monumental. I mean, it is. But not in my mind or in our minds, and you know, and I'm sure there was somebody back in statistics with the Steelers saying, "Oh, you know, we got this record, uh, and, and it's going to be broken." Yeah, you know, that's I, 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 that that's just it's it's something that you can be proud of, you know, and you and you take that shot, you know. What if it didn't work? What if he didn't get the, sure, you know, sure the, the yardage, right. you know? So uh, uh, you're so close to be able to do that. So yeah, so somebody there in that organization was keeping track of, you know, the number of of of, of hundred yard uh, rushing games, and so um, so it did become important. It it sounds like what you're telling me is you guys are not going to get together to pop champagne bottles on Monday night if the Ravens fall short <laughs> of breaking the record. It sounds like there's not a, a planned gathering. <laughs> That's a, well, I would like you know I mean you know the Ravens could invite Franco and I to the game. <laughs> So we could be on the sideline. So when it did happen, now I can I can put in. Look, I'll put a word in for that. Um, I don't know if the two of you will be the most popular people in Baltimore on Monday. Oh, I, know. <laughs> uh, I know, but they did it. They 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 did it uh, uh, when Brady. Uh, that's uh, true, and and, broke and, the record. and Breeze was there right on the sideline. Right, uh, yeah. yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. That's a good <laughs> point. Know, so that, he was on the sideline. 
So, you know, we could twist our arms. We, uh, you know, know what? I, I am happy to put in a word. We are very happy to put in a word with the Baltimore Ravens that you guys wouldn't mind being down here on Monday night right. uh, for the game to see if the record gets broken. You know, Rocky, since I have you, I, I, I just wondered aloud, you know, the parallel between you and Alejandro Villanueva seems significant, right? Um, did, did you get to know right. him at all during his time in, in Pittsburgh? Obviously, now he's here with us in Baltimore. Oh, yeah. I, I, yes, I did. You know, I mean, I, I got to know him. I, 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 um, I reached out to him when he when he first came, you know, just to um, say hi. We had a cup of coffee to introduce myself and, you know, welcome him to, to Pittsburgh. And, you know, and so, I mean, you, you got your own life. And and so we, we stayed in touch and um, he was very kind. Uh, I, uh, I I I came out with a, a new edition of uh, you know your new edition of my book Fighting Back uh, and added um, updated it and added chapters and so on and so on and uh, asked him to write the forward uh, wow. and he did and, and he did a, a, a marvelous job but uh, I you know I have a great deal of respect for uh, Alejandro uh, obviously uh, for his service and that commitment coming out of the academy specifically. Uh, and then coming back and, uh, you know, and playing this game. And I know there was a lot of expectations and uh, you know, because of his service uh, of, of what to do. And, um, and uh, you know, and he stood very steadfast in um, his belief about serving his country. And, uh, and, and, and at times when um, it, it, there was uh, some actions that were taking place, you know, uh, about taking a knee, uh, and uh, he wasn't going to allow that to happen, and um, and he stood uh, strong. So, yeah, so I have a, a, a great deal of respect for him, and uh, no matter where he plays and so on, <laughs> you know, hate to lose him from one team and go to your rival. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, not, uh, not, 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 well, I mean, look, for for one week we thought maybe he, you know, the first week of the season he was playing right tackle, we thought maybe he was still a stealer because it did not go well. <laughs> Uh, but the last three weeks since he shifted over to left tackle, he's actually played really, really well. And, and so we've been happy to have him here <laughs> for those yeah. three weeks for sure. Um, Rocky, what are you up to these days? What, what, what could we plug for you? You mentioned the book uh, coming back out. What, what, what else could we mention? <laughs> well, uh, let me see. Oh, my goodness gracious. Um, yeah, so I'm involved with an organization called Warriors to Citizens, and it's a transitional uh, organization to help our military people adjust with um, uh, family injuries, family uh, separation, uh, suicide, um, and it's uh, it's a uh, uh, based on research done by the University of Georgia uh, and uh, a whole platform um, that uh, we've established a one-on-one counseling. Um, anyway, so that that takes a uh, out of my spare time, uh, uh, being involved with what they do and help raise awareness uh, for our military, and especially during this period of time, um, is that uh, suicide yeah. uh, rates have gone up, and um, uh, 
mental illness uh, uh, becomes a, a major concern um, in those making transitions. So anyway, so yeah, so that takes some time. Well, we want 100% to make sure that we say that we support um, every single one, and, and it, it is so important what you're talking about. The suicide rate amongst veterans is, is completely right. unacceptable, and we need to step up and support those that uh, have done the most for us. And, and I, I, I great, greatly appreciate what you're doing. Um, encourage everybody to follow you on Twitter, at Rocky Blyer, and go to RockyBlyer.com in order to find out more. Uh, we'll see what we can do about Monday night. Um, and, okay. Uh, <laughs> and ro- ro- right. Good luck. Rocky, appreciate you. I appreciate uh, you having fun with us and, and chatting about it. Thank you yeah. so much for taking the time Thank for you. us this morning. Thank you. My pleasure. It's Rocky Blyer, uh, the former Steelers running back, obviously a big part of why it is. The Steelers ran for 100 yards as a team in 43 consecutive games back in the 1970s. Appreciate him taking the time for us. Uh, speaking of the Ravens, don't forget our next Tyus Bowser show. We'll be coming up on Tuesday, October 19th. We've had such a great time with Tyus. Obviously, he had the best game of the season uh, on uh, on Sunday. So it's a bummer we didn't have one this week, but uh, we'll be back on Tuesday, October 19th with Tyus Bowser and a special guest down at Twain's Tavern in Pasadena. Looking forward to that. Uh, I'm told that uh, Lil Jordan's going to come out to that one, so a celebrity appearance by our uh, intern. Hi, Julie. Hello. How are you? What do you have there? Oh, Lord. Oh, is that from Glory Days? Oh, my. Always a mitzvah. Oh, hang on a second. I'm excited about this. I, I kind of, if I'm being honest, I forgot this was happening. <laughs> <laughs> I totally forgot about that. What, uh, what, hang on a second. Let me, let me. Oh, my. Oh, my. Laundry list of items. Oh, love you. Thank, Thank you, you, Julie. Thank you, Julie Sawyer. Uh, as I was saying, we'll be at uh, we'll be at um, Twain's Tavern in Pasadena on October nineteenth with uh, Tyus Bowser and a special guest. It's all brought to you by True Strong Services, Great Eights Memorabilia, and Pressbox. Find out more by going to pressboxonline.com/slash/Bowser. All right, uh, Paul Valley the Third is with us here in studio. He's the host of the Bat Around, and he just told me that um, he fasts mm-hmm. until two o'clock. I'm so sorry, bud. I'm really quite I, I sorry. I might be able to. You make might. An you might break. You might break so the plan. Good. Um, it smells so good. As you know, we love Glory Days Grill the way that we love family members. Um, their menu is phenomenal, and they've got that Oktoberfest menu right now with the uh, chicken. Now, I am told that what we have, we have the chicken schnitzel, the brewer's platter with oh, mashed geez. potatoes. And some slam dunk pretzels as well in here. Um, I don't know. Let's let's just take a look. All let's right, see what we're right. dealing with. Let's let's do it that way. Let's see what we're dealing with, and then we'll get into a. You know, today for Would You Rather Wednesday, you can win fifty dollars in Glory Days Grill gift cards. So this is the first thing that we're looking at. This. Oh, oh, this looks like the 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 platter. Oh my God. Got some sausage in there. That's just perfect. That's just a beautiful. That's so oh, beautiful. I love sausage. All right, hang on a second. Uh, uh, Paul, could you do me a favor? Yeah. Could you see if there are any uh, plastic forks in the kitchen? Sure. Because th- this will. We're gonna we're gonna need to get into this. We're gonna need to go to town, as the the kids might. Say. Oh no, you know what? we got some in here, Paul. We're good. Of course, of course, Glory Days Grill they took care of us. Of course, of course they did. They are the best. GloryDaysGrill.com. Uh, let's see me. Let me see what's next. Let me see what's next on this list. I'm guessing pretzels. These are indeed the slam dunk pretzels. Look, Look at, at those. those. Look at those. Look at how majestic they appear. That's a pretzel. That's a pretzel. All right, hang on. I'll put that out on the table as well. Because we're going to need to take a picture. We're definitely going to need to do that. Kyle, have, have your camera ready and see if we can't get a picture of all of these things before we devout. Oh, I'm sorry, Paul. I didn't mean to do that to you. And then I'm, this must be the chicken schnitzel. The process of elimination would suggest that's that is the case. normally the way that it works, yes. right? Oh, just 
that's what you want chicken schnitzel to look like. Look at how beautiful those Ooh. are. Remember we say golden brown? That's that's definitely golden brown. Can you get all of it in one picture? Is that doable? Oh, God, look at all this. Look at this bounty that has been provided to us by Glory Days Grill. All right, so we're going to have to try a little, bit of ev- a little bit of everything. Oh, hang on a second. This is the dipping sauce, I'm assuming, for the pretzels. Ooh, it's like a beer cheese, maybe. No, I'm, uh, hang on. Go ahead. Uh, pop that open. And we, we can't leave it all out. <laughs> I'm going to end up having food over e- all over everything in a second. <laughs> uh, what else do we have in here? We've got... This is probably mustard. Oh, that could also be a selection for the pretzels or for the sausage. Oh, that might be probably sausage. Yeah. yeah. And then what else do we have in here? Oh, some fruit. Oh, that's nice. I love. No, it's not. It's not. What is this? What are you doing? You're lying to us. I lied. It's not. What is this? I'm very excited about it because I. It's probably the addition of the pretzel, the side, the vegetables. Probably. That's probably exactly yeah. what it is. It's tomato and something else. It's. Like a tomato cucumber salad. Look how good that looks. Looks like some zucchini to yeah, me. Zucchini? Zucchini. Yeah. yeah, it's zucchini. You're right. It's zucchini. All right. So, all of this is in front of us. I guess the question becomes, where do we go first? What's the first thing of this bounty that we need to try? If it were my choice, I'd go sausage. You go sausage first ahead of... I feel like we would do this like appetizer style. Like You would go the pretzels first. I suppose. It's your call. You're the host. I'm having a meal. Here we go. Here we go. There's a, there's a little, little there, a little there. Let me go... All right, uh, this all is available at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill. GloryDaysGrill.com is the website. It all pairs quite well with many of, any of their many Oktoberfest brews or, of course, uh, Angry Orchard on draft. Um, I'm, going to, I'm going to try... Oh, God. Let's try the pretzels. All right, we'll try the pretzels first. Fair enough. All right, you wanna, just, I, I'm not going to need much in the way. Wait, how, much, how much you want to... You, you can just give me a little piece. Okay. I'm not, I'm not a big pretzel guy. Kay. All right, are you dipping? Do you want to dip? Sure. All right, let's dip. Mm. Yeah? Yeah, I like that response. That's good. That's a good response. Here we go. Pillowy. It's like a queso. Oh, my God. Oh. Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, that's majestic. It's like a queso with the pretzels, which pairs perfectly. That's a brilliant thought. I never considered going queso with my pretzels. Doesn't, doesn't suck. This is a dynamite good. idea. Very good. It's a dynamite idea. Okay. All right, so that's one. Next, we try the, the sausage next. Is that the play? Let's do it. All right. Sausage is next on tap. Oh, boy, look at that guy. I'm taking that guy. That's mine. Oh, that is a good-looking sausage. So you go... That's an interesting strategy. Okay. Mustard. Get a little mm-hmm. mustard action in there. Mm-hmm. This is the this is the brewer's platter with mashed potatoes. I'm gonna try some potatoes too. That's gonna happen. Looks like a whole grain mustard. Oh my god. This is my problem, right? Bratwursts. I I could eat that mm-hmm. for the re- no, not, not a problem. We don't talk about tubed meats enough. We don't talk about the greatness of sausage. Because we think of it as like a, a side dish at breakfast, right? We don't talk about the greatness of just sitting down with some sausage, onions, peppers, yep. having a day. Sauerkraut, if you got it. Do not disagree. That's tremendous. That's absolutely tremendous. Delicious. All right, I'm going to try a bite of the chicken schnitzel as well. I'm going to try. Gotta. Yeah, and we, you got it. We're here. I mean, what are we doing? Trying a little bit cut, of everything. Cut it up into some slivers. You know, some, some, uh, I'm good with that. Yeah. I'm good with that. We can cut one of these bad boys up. Uh, here, Paul, I'm putting you in charge of the, the cutting I action. Here, you go that route. 
True um, test. Again, skills. this is all available at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill. We're ju- you're just basically listening to us eat at this point, which, if I'm being honest, is the reason why we started this show. Because I thought we would get to a point where you could just listen to us eat, and we would be able to make a living doing that. Unfortunately, yeah, YouTube show coming out soon, right? We really should ASMR. look into that. We really should look into that. All right, uh, maybe a little bit of th- now. What is what is this with the chicken schnitzel? Hang on a second. It might be it might be the read that I'm doing would tell me what it is, but I don't know off the top of my head. What is that? Oh, I'll let you know. Oh, I'm tired. I gotta I gotta pull this up. Everybody else is eating. I guess that means that I have to do the talking. Normally, the way that it goes when everybody else is eating, you should be the one to handle that. The talking. Is delicious. That's what that is. It's a mustard cream sauce, is what it is. It's a mustard cream sauce, which sounds like such a wonderful combination of words. Mm. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul, slice me off there for a second. Thank you. Thank you. That chicken is moist. Oh, my God. That's perfect. When you think about chicken schnitzel, you use the words golden brown. That's golden brown. That is perfectly fried. That panko bread. Oh, that's tremendous. It's good stuff. What a bounty this is. Um, I would, if I were you, get to your neighborhood Glory Days Grill and try all of these things. They are unbelievably delicious. We can uh, arm wrestle later over who's getting what. Let me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think you're gonna win. Let that. me tell you. Ah. So my my wife Laura. My she, wife. She yeah. was. Um, I, it's still somewhat weird hearing it come out of my mouth. Paul just got married recently. Paul, we um, had a lovely time. I, I I couldn't have had a better time at Paul's wedding. I knew no one, and I had a. That's not true. I knew Scott. Uh, it's my buddy. I love Scott. Okay. Um, and that was about it. And I made friends. We it was just an awesome party. Finally, huh? Um, Who uh, danced more, me or your wife? My my wife. Bec- it became a little bit of a show at one point. It got to the we unfortunately Never known her to, yeah to we had cut loose. We had to do the bit where and I had to do this a few times where the moment is about to happen where it goes south, and I have to get out at that moment. Like at that moment, you just know you are five minutes away from the night taking a turn. And the night turned into, as I told you, I think the next day on Twitter, the night turned into me walking into the house while she crawled her way in, <laughs> got to the bathroom. You know, there was a lot of that. There was, uh, there was some, uh, it looked like me after I had all those uh, uh, peanut butter and mayonnaise sandwiches mm-hmm. a few weeks ago. I walked in and said, all right, baby, you done? You get it all out? She said, yep. I said, why don't we go to bed? She's lying on the floor of the bathroom. I said, why don't we, you know, I'll get you up to bed. She said, no, I'm happy here. <laughs> and Who I are you said, to deny that? I said, I will not be the one to deny your happiness. <laughs> and left her right there on the floor of the bathroom. Because <laughs> that is a fight that I am no longer fighting at this point in my life. Had a tremendous time. Anyway, you were saying about your wife. So, you know Drew Forrester. I, I, unfortunately, unfortunately yes. yes. So, Laura was Drew Forrester's twiro of the year, Twitter hero of the year last year. Oh, Twitter year. hero. Because she's good at Twitter or because she's a hero? Because she's a hero. Oh, okay. She's a respiratory right. therapist. She, and, I, I and, do know that. She, and, she and did all, wonderful work. Yes, absolutely. So she won God, a bunch God of things. God bless her and her staff. For, from yeah. Drew Forrester. And one of the things that she won was a party of eight to Glory Days Grill. Ooh. Well, I mean, I'm sure that was a terrible time. And I'm sure. No, <laughs> we've been dragging our feet. We haven't done any of it. The only thing we got was we picked now. up the... We, she got a year's supply of beer from Duclaw. We picked that up and we used some of it for the wedding. Well, that's awesome. Um, she also got a game for eight to an Orioles game. We've been dragging our feet on everything. And after tasting this... Well, bad news this, for the Orioles one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, yeah. at, it's over. <laughs> yeah, I mean. 
after this, I'm going to have to go to her and say, dude, hey, we're doing this soon. Dude. We're, we're going. Dude. And we're I, getting the schnitzel and we're getting the sausage. The entire menu is Well, yes. There's, there's, there's very few things I wouldn't recommend at Glory Days Grill, but this, the Oktoberfest yeah. menu, it is just outstanding. It's uh, they, they call it the, the brewer's platter. I would call it uh, the banger platter because it's banging. That's what I would say. No, they call sausages in Britain that. also. Yes, that's the idea. That's why I, I said that. But you said because it's I, banging. But yes, that but it works. It's a double entendre, if you will. Oh my yeah. God, yeah, you know. Kyle! I'm just saying. Kyle. I'm just saying. You God didn't specify sake. that it was a multiple. We'll come back in. We'll play Would You Rather Wednesday, and uh, we got an announcement to make, and we're going to do that when we come back in as well. That's all coming up. Paul Valley is here from the Bat Around. It is Glenn Clark Radio. C3 American Exteriors is the area's best and most trusted roof and siding specialists. C3 is also an insurance adjuster's worst nightmare and a homeowner's dream come true. With all of the bad weather, chances are you have some roof and siding damage. Call C3 American Exteriors now to get your roof and siding repairs for the cost of your deductible. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. C3 guarantees a 48-hour rapid response. Call 401-9797 or go to c3america.com for a free analysis. I've driven my tractor trailer millions of miles and I've seen it all. The next time you change lanes when driving, remember because of the sheer weight and size of my truck, I'm not able to stop quickly if you cut me off and brake suddenly. One wrong decision could change our lives forever. Trucks need room to stop. Don't cut it close. Brought to you by the Maryland Department of Transportation State Highway Administration. I love you more than selfie poses. I love you more than spraying hoses. I love you more than bird calls. But not as much as football. Celebrate your love of football with Raven Scratch-Offs from the Maryland Lottery. Win up to $100,000 instantly or second chance cash in Raven's prizes. I love you more than snowballs. But not as much as football. Play Raven Scratch-Offs at any Maryland Lottery retailer. Please play responsibly. Once again this season, PressBox's Project Game Day is the destination at halftime and postgame for every Baltimore football game. You want to talk about the game without all the nonsense, coach speak, and fluff of your typical show? Tune into Project Game Day. Glenn Clark is with you at halftime, and he's once again joined postgame by your favorite analysts like the NFL chick Sarita Hubbard, Ken Zalis, and more. Watch the show at Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports and listen at PressBoxOnline.com slash Radio Pressbox's Project Game Day, every game day presented by Glory Days Grill and Window Nation. As one of only seven equestrian events of its kind, the inaugural Maryland Five Star at Bear Hill will give you unparalleled access to Olympic athletes in action. Come see the world's best horses and riders compete at the new Fair Hill Special Event Zone this October 14th through 17th in Elkton, Maryland. Don't miss the exhilarating cross-country competition, the elegance of dressage, and the precision of show jumping. There's something for the whole family, including great shopping, the Fresh Food Fest, beer, wine, and spirits, showcase and so much more come enjoy a beautiful fall day at the maryland five star at fair hill october 14th through 17th buy your tickets now at maryland five star.us with the number five tweet us at glenn clark radio 21st century talk radio at glennclarkradio.com oh boy we uh yeah we helped ourselves a little bit more there during the commercial break my god thank you again to glory days grill i love them so much glorydaysgrill.com is the website for you to go order yours, uh, have at home tonight, or 
You can go sit out on the patio or dine in tonight at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill. Oh, man, I still, like, I still taste it, right? Like, you're mm-hmm. still, like, picking it. Like, God, oh, that's so good. The sausage, the sausage, the platter, the brewer's, the brewer's platter, I would recommend more strongly than I would recommend this show. You know what? All of it. I would recommend all of it more strongly than I would recommend this show. Um, but get over to your neighborhood Glory Days Grill. They also have the Prussian pretzel rolls, the apple cobbler, the brewer's sausage sandwich. It's all there at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill. Thank you again to them. All right, we're back in here on GCR. Paul Valley Third is with us. He, of course, is the host of the Bat Around every Saturday morning with Zach Goodman. Same locations, facebook.com slash sports or pressboxonline.com slash radio. Would You Rather Wednesday is brought to you by your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. Make the most out of every day in a Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models, a RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. Four scenarios, they're all out there. At Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter. Facebook.com slash Glenn Clark Radio. I'm still I'm still pulling stuff out of my teeth. <laughs> like I'm still pulling it out of my teeth. And I just want to run back out there and get more sausage because it's so good. Also, they they mix in the onions with the mashed potatoes. Do that. Do that everywhere else. Or hell with that. Just go to Glory Days Grill and have that be the only place you go to get your mashed potatoes because that is tremendous. All right, number one. You forgot to pay a parking ticket when you were 16. And by the way, somebody who participates today is winning $50 in Glory Days Girl gift cards. So you can go have the same feeling that we're all having right now, which I would pay at least $50 for. Uh, You forgot to pay a parking ticket when you were 16, and you now owe an amount of money that you can't afford. The judge offers you a deal. You can avoid jail if you swear off your Ravens fandom and become an avid Jacksonville Jaguars fan forever or become an avid Washington football team forever. Fan forever. Be the team. You could be the team. team. I know. That would be different. Kyle? Jaguars. Because? I used to be a Jaguars fan when I was younger, ironically. I like Fred Taylor. Uh, you um, know, they were pretty si- significant rivals of the Baltimore Ravens. It was like early, early in my younger, like six or seven years old. Right. Um, I, I like the colors. I do like Taylor well, okay. a lot. I mean, um, it's the Charlotte Hornets bit. No, I think they have, you know, as long as Urban Meyer's out of town, upside. He's not out of town. Yeah, he will be. Um, and the division's, I think, a little easier. I get it that it's always weird in the NFC East, but there's still, like, the teams, like uh, yeah, the Eagles and the I Cowboys at least seem to have potential, and I get the Titans are good, and the Colts maybe will be, and but even still, I don't know. I'd rather be a Jaguars fan. All right. And there's no terrible, like, Shad Khan's, I don't think he's anywhere near what Snyder is. No, you know? no, not bad, right. for sure. Although I think a lot of, I don't know if soccer fans, I feel like soccer fans don't like Shad Khan. It's not my problem. Either. Well, I mean, if, if that translates to football, it does become spends, a problem. He spends, he's trying. I mean, everybody's got, it's the NFL, everybody's got to spend. Like, yeah, it's not like baseball. <laughs> Still. All right, Paul? Jags. Um, mainly because I'm already the fan of one team where the owner gets a lot of backlash. So if I were to be the fan of another team, like the Washington football team, where everybody hates Dan Snyder mm. and there's no getting away from that, that would just be a miserable person. So got to be the Jags. All right. Um, a lot of people are going that route, like couldn't be it. And then, then it made me think, like, what if I had switched in the Jets instead? Like, what if it was the Jets or the Jaguars? People are using Snyder as the trump card in their answers. And so I get that. Like, I do understand it. But... I wondered if I had said Jets instead of Jaguars, what the answer would be. I don't know. I don't know because I get it. I get that the Snyder thing is becoming the one that makes most of the most everyone is saying. A couple of people are being more practical about it, like uh, John. 
Uh, not John Proctor. John Gallo says, uh, I'd go with Washington just because I'd be able to go to the games. Like, I get the idea of, like, if you're going to... though. I know you don't want to, but if you're going to be a... If this is what your fandom is going to be moving forward, I can tell you as someone who is a huge fan of the Phoenix teams, like, it's the, the Suns and the Coyotes, that it's difficult because I don't get to go feel it. I don't get I to ever go revel in it at any point. Whereas, you know, it'd be nice to have the option of at least going. So I did appreciate the practicality of the answer, he said, if I lived in the southeastern part of the United States, then the answer would be the Jaguars. I was like, all right, well, I appreciate that. That's a practical answer. Uh, number two, would you rather the Baltimore Orioles stun everyone and sign Kevin Gosman to a massive contract this offseason, the biggest in all of free agency for a pitcher, or no, he's the wrong guy, and or they shouldn't be spending that type of money just yet, or on a pitcher at all? Sign him. I mean... He's probably as good as there is out there. It would indicate a willingness to compete for the services of top players. And I don't expect that he would come back to Baltimore and they would say, you know what, we should try again, not throwing the change up. Um, you know, it's not a fluke, I don't think, how well he's pitched this year. The talent was always there. And I don't think it's necessarily because he's pitching not at Camden Yards that he's succeeding, you know. He's got a pretty heavy fastball, so it's sort of a ground ball-esque pitcher. I mean, that plays at Camden Yards. His issue is always kind of command and not having a, a, an out pitch. But again, they didn't have him throw the changeup the way they are having him throw it in San Francisco. So maybe stick with what works and get a real pitcher. Okay. All right. I think he's the wrong guy. I think he's uh, past its point where you want to give him that kind of, that kind of a contract. The guy I'm going after is Marcus Stroman. I'd rather them give well, that kind of, of money to Marcus Stroman. A lot of people have talked about Marcus Stroman. I think that would have made it a more obvious answer, and that's the reason why I didn't include it. But I, I, I should say the flip side is they're not spending the money on anybody. Yeah, like what the, I'm saying they're is not going to do that it's, on it's anybody. It's well, in my scenario. This is Would You Rather Wednesday. Remember, this is not a, a cheermocracy. This is a cheer-tatorship, <laughs> and I am the cheer-tater. You're either getting Kevin Gosman or you're not getting anybody. Oh, I, I think I may have just misread. Oh, no, I didn't include that. It's my fault. I, I, I made the mistake. I accept it. But I'm telling you that's the answer. Okay. Yeah. Um, then, no. I, I'm just not spending that kind of money okay. on Kevin Gossman. All right. Uh, some of the responses to this one. These have been a little bit more over the place. Uh, John, uh, no on Gosman. Well, he didn't really give me a thought. Uh, Chris, pass on Gosman. This team needs multiple pitchers, and uh, I need more than one season to buy him as a legit number one pitcher. Uh, Dave, absolutely not on Gosman, and we are not ready to compete yet anyway. Um, Doug, sign him, but I'm only saying I guess. Okay. Uh, Dwight, Gosman didn't fit here before. He probably won't now. A couple people have brought up, like, uh, hang on a second. Uh, Nick Kelly, I don't think he's the right guy for this team or this ballpark. I'd invest elsewhere. I don't know what to make of the ballpark side of it. I have no idea. Like, I don't think that was the issue for Kevin Gosman in Baltimore. I get that San Francisco is a pitcher-friendly park, but it's not like he's only succeeded in San he's Francisco not predominantly this a flyball pitcher either. No, so I don't know if that would be, like, the reason. I don't know that the ballpark would be the answer to me. Um, Ken Zales, wrong guy. Didn't work here. Demons are tough to overcome. I think that some of you are doing a Jake Arrieta bit, too. I think some of you are, like, making Kevin Gosman Jake Arrieta, where he legitimately had actual issues that he was dealing with at that time. I don't know that we have any knowledge of that with Kevin Gosman versus him just not pitching well. Can I add to uh -huh. it that Kevin Gosman, the second half of the year, became the Kevin Gosman that we know. 173 ERA's first 18 starts, 442 
ERA his last 15 starts, which is Ooh. why I don't believe that he's the guy you give that money mm, to. That's a good, it's a good argument. It's a very good argument. Uh, Paul from Lando, I'd take signing and bringing Gosman back. It sends a positive message to the fan base that they're not tanking anymore. It would do that, although we felt that way once upon a time with Chris Davis, right? Like we were all, God bless the Orioles are spending some money, man. That's all we've asked for is them to just spend some money. But it would be a free agent contract, which is a modicum of a difference. It is a modicum of a difference. You're not wrong about that, but it doesn't mean that it can't end up being a, a, a disastrous uh, signing as well. It's wrong money on the wrong guy. Uh, Jeff Gosman is just an average pitcher at Camden Yards. I'm not doing it. And we continue. Number three. Would you rather the Ravens trade a sixth-round pick to the Colts after Monday night's game for Marlon Mack, or they trade a third-round pick to the Jaguars for James Robinson? Give me James. You know, I get it. Log jam next year, assuming that Edwards and Dobbins returned at full strength, and then you've got a loaded backfield where you feel like you have to give three guys carries, but worked all right when they had, you know, Three guys once upon a time. I mean, I'm not convinced it could have. Which, which group of three guys are you talking not about? Not the one with Ingram when he was getting stuff. Yeah, over didn't, I was going to say that didn't, that didn't really work. But regardless, I tend to think that ultimately. I think the only time it ever really worked was the McGahee Rice McLean, mm-hmm. and the story there was that, like. McLean they, was a fullback, kind yeah, of. Yeah, I mean. Ultimately, I think that there's just the potential on this team to do a lot of good stuff. The running backs could be holding them back to an extent, and we know Robinson's a very high-level player. Um, and all three of their guys should have value if you chose to trade one in the future. So I'm not saying I would be an easy choice as to who you trade, but you have the option, and it would certainly help supplement the current downside of this roster. It's got to be Marlon Mack. Right, because A, you're giving up a, a sixth-round pick for him. B, you get rid of the whole logjam scenario because he's probably not here after this year because I'm pretty sure his contract is mm-hmm. up after this only year. only signed a one-year deal. Yeah. Um, and C, if you remember what Marlon Mack did down the stretch in 2019, he was one of the best running backs in football in 2019. There was a, all the high hopes I'm until he got— a bit removed from that, for what it's worth. Well, but he got, he got hurt last year. I know. So he missed the year. So you could say next year we're a bit removed from J.K. Dobbins, right? Uh, to me, it's Marlon Mack, and, and I'm so glad that you guys put this as a scenario, by the way, because I immediately asked last week, this past weekend, should the Ravens trade for Marlon Mack? So I'm glad it's not one of those things that just immediately gets shot down. But Marlon Mack is one of those guys, he comes in here, he automatically becomes the best running back on your roster right now, and you have a legit workhorse guy that can get the, that can get the job done instead well, of looking I at retreats. I don't know that that's the case for what it's worth. I don't know that we can just declare Marlon Mack to be a legit workhorse guy. He carried the load for Indianapolis in 2019 down the stretch when a lot of guys are, are wearing down. He was ramping up. I don't necessarily know if he's a workhorse. I don't know if he's a workhorse, but I think he... I he would think still be the best of the bunch, but... I definitely agree with that. I don't know that it would be put over the top type of addition. No, I mean, I, eh, eh, put I over the know. top... I. Right now, you're not getting much of anything. If you could just get a little bit, that could end up being the difference. And so I, I get why that would be the answer. Um, some of the responses that are coming on this one from Dwight Mac for a six seems to make more sense. Doug, it's a weird answer. He says, I love Morton Mac. But do you? <laughs> you don't know what the man's name is, Doug. Do you love him? He says, I'm automatic starter here this season. 
Uh, Dave, Mac for the sixth. You know our draft history. That third-round pick is too valuable with all the players returning next year and the need to pay Lamar. We will need to hit on a bunch of picks anyway. Chris, Mac for a sixth. I roll the dice that Dobbins is back next year and keep the third. Um, John says James Robinson is easily worth, easily worth the third We're round pick. We're a big fan pick. of James Robinson. I mean, I like James Robinson. Like, He's I got do. a good style for this offense as well. I hear you. He hits the hole when he sees it. Uh, Paul, I'll set it. I'd settle for Marlon Mack, but if I can, I'm taking James Robinson. Seems more dynamic, and he's not coming off a season-ending injury like Mack is. I guess part of the problem with your theory, Paul, is that like, if the Colts believe he's that guy, are they just purposely spitting in their own faces to not play him? Like, it's not like you're going to recoup so much in a trade that it's more valuable to trade him than it would be to play him. And it's not as if this started i know that somebody would say well he asked for the trade i get it but he also went out and played when they told him he had to play this past week mm-hmm. so i i'm a little bit well, i'm i'm leery about that isn't i mean Jonathan Taylor, he was what a first second round pick so Early you yeah. yeah so you've invested a, a high draft pick in him and he was really good last year I you get know. it, but they still sign Marlon Mack in the offseason to come back for another year. And they're still and, giving substantial touches to Naheem Hines. Right, and most teams use multiple backs. It's just, like, again, if the, argue, if the argument is they're giving so many touches to Taylor and Hines that they just think that they need to trade Marlon Mack and they don't want to risk him getting hurt and so they're not going to play him, I, I hear you. I just I always find it hard to believe that a guy that's really good is someone that a football team will prioritize trading over playing, right? Like, that if you're... We can bring up Jalen Smith. If Jalen Smith was playing well, the Cowboys wouldn't just move on. Like Everybody said, well, they're worried about him getting hurt and then being on the hook for his contract. Well, if he was playing good football, they'd take that risk mm-hmm. because it would help them. The problem with Jalen Smith is he's not playing good football. The Stephon Gilmore situation is kind of similar. It, I'm surprised they weren't able to find a trade partner, the Patriots. Um, I don't know if he's signed anywhere yet. The, I think Jocena Anderson reported that he was looking to, for a $15 million deal, and I— I don't know who's making that type of signing in the middle of a football season. It would seem as though it would be more likely that a team would try to get him for a year and then, you know, he would hit the market again at the end of the year. I don't I don't know how that might play out. I don't think either one is a fit in Baltimore for what it's worth. I know every time we've heard of somebody that becomes available, that's what we do, and I also get the Ravens linebackers. It Through the first quarter of Sunday's game, we were all freaking out about the Ravens linebackers, and they couldn't tackle. We Certainly, they played much better as the game went on. Um, but I don't think Jalen Smith, the guy that we've seen this season, I don't think Jalen Smith is helping you all that much in that department. He, he just has not played good football. So I'm just always a little bit leery about that, like oh, the way the way the team goes about handling it. I'm not saying – I'm still – I think it still might be my answer just because I don't think I can give up a third-round pick right now. Right. Um, particularly as much as I like James Robinson, and I really do – it, he's not your guy. It's not addressing a long-term need for you. You don't think you have a long-term need. Um, I don't think I could do it. Uh, KZ says, however, James effing Robinson. And then Nick Kelly follows up. Let me second that. James effing Robinson. So a few people are um, are extraordinarily ardent in their support of James Robinson. Is James Robinson on the market? Is this like... No, we're hype. We're we're we are totally speculating based on the fact that the Jaguars are a disaster, and they didn't for whatever reason. Urban Meyer didn't seem to love James Robinson, and they've got Travis Etienne coming back next year, mm-hmm. and you know they just appear to be the type of team that would be well served to acquire some more draft picks and go that way. And if you can turn a running back into a third-round draft pick in the National Football League, that's a success, particularly considering he was an undrafted running back. Right. That's a massive upgrade 
in getting more value from your asset if it goes that way with the thought being they're not likely to he's not likely to be the difference in them winning a Super Bowl in the next couple of years so that's the reason why the speculation is out there I don't I don't think they're going to trade him either I don't think they will but get back to me in three weeks and if they continue to not sort of seem to know how to use him and couldn't you make the know. argument you already have that guy on your roster in Tyson Williamson? Well, undrafted, they, who's averaging 6.1 yards well, per they, carry, was a healthy James scratch. Robinson can block and can he's he's done nothing but demonstrate that he's Well, I mean the Ravens would have the Ravens like would have that. to do their diligence on that, right? Mm-hmm. Like if he's thought of if, as a really good blocker. Right, I've heard that too. Yeah. Um you know, I I don't I don't know off the top of my head if James Robinson had a fumbles issue at all. Like I I don't remember there being one, but right. Um, they clearly do not trust Tyson Williams. Now, that doesn't mean that can't change in the coming weeks. Like, they might, after a few more weeks of practice, say, okay, we think he's ready for another chance. I don't know. Um, but they clearly don't trust Tyson Williams to be able to handle this level of football and what's required beyond being someone who's quick and, you know, can run. Like, you have to hold on to the ball and right. you have to, right. you know, understand the assignments and you can't get somebody killed or not. They just clearly don't trust him at this point. Right. That can change, and, and, you know, I hope it does. I hope it changes at some point. But, it, you know, it, it's where it's where they are with Tyson Williams, and, and I get it. It's, there's a reason why he wasn't in the equation until just a couple of weeks ago. Um, and then are either of you Ted Lasso? Are you Ted Lasso at all? I've never seen an episode. All right. I'd like to. I am. Are you caught up? I am. So you know what happened? Yeah. All right, so saying nothing other, full-on heel or set up for a redemption story? Um... Redemption. I mean, this isn't the show where you really... I, that's why I think it needs to go the other way this time. Yeah. I think there have been... It's too much of that. I think that one of them just needs to become a full-on villain. I think somebody has to set themselves up as being a full-on... Like, we've done the redemption thing with everybody else. Like, with Jamie, we've done the redemption thing. Stop giving spoilers, dude. I don't think that's a spoiler, is it? Huge. Is it? I don't know. I don't think it is. I'm just messing with you. Okay. Um, like, I just think there's been too much redemption, and somebody has to become... Um, a villain and the fact that it's Nate right like the fact that it's this unassuming I actually think that would be genius if it ends up being the guy that you would least assume would become the villain man like I love that idea of him like I, I've i heard some like theories about backstories they can give Nate that like he was a coach before and like screwed up did something really awful and you know had to go down to being a video guy and that's that's why he was working manager. it wasn't even equipment, video whatever guy. yeah equipment manager or something like that yeah, i don't know i mean it's, i've heard some would, great theories that i love of, so do you have to have a apple tv to watch this show yeah do that many people have apple tv i've heard so many great things about this show but i never have watched apple it. tv or know someone who has apple tv fair enough that's the way that most of society operates anymore is i've got disney plus so you've got apple tv well how about that what a quinky dink what you say we trade off there? What you say we have a, a nice, you can have access to this while I get access to that type have of to scenario. I check my Rolodex and see who has Apple TV. I, I did not. I had to find, I had to find someone when I was, when I was hearing so many wonderful things about Ted Lasso last summer, and really I wanted Apple TV to watch that Tom Hanks movie that was um, the, the Greyhound or something like that, the, the war movie. I wanted to watch that. Um, I was talking about it and someone just reached out to me and said that I could have access to their Apple TV. I was like, well, that's big. Very thoughtful of you. Thank you very much. And um, I didn't know what I was going to do this time around until I just happened to be in a conversation with somebody. Where they were like, well, you can have my Apple TV. And then I was like, oh, well, well, thank you. And then I said, can I help you with something? And they were like, well, we don't have – they didn't think they needed Disney. They were like, I don't really watch, like, Star Wars or we don't have kids, and so I don't really have any need for Disney. I'm like, are you not watching the Marvel shows? The Marvel shows are a ten and a half. Like, they're unbelievable. And they're like, ah, oh, we'll give it a look. So we traded off. It was a nice little – 
uh, give and take there to trade off the Apple for the Disney. All right, continue to get me your responses at Glenn Clark Radio. Uh, that's the way that you do it on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Glenn Clark Radio for Would You Rather Wednesday. Would You Rather Wednesday is also brought to you today by the Baltimore Ravens. Every seat is the best seat at M&T Bank Stadium. As you know, there is a game coming up on Monday night. Don't miss a moment of Ravens football this season. Single-game tickets are now available at BaltimoreRavens.com slash tickets. Uh, before we get to our break... We got an announcement to make about uh, the future of the show, and we're not trying to be overly dramatic about it. I, I wish I could tell you it's that we were moving to Sirius XM. I had somebody, I think it was Tyus Bowser who said that to me, like, why aren't you guys on Sirius? I'm like, well, it, no, it was Adafe. That's who said it to me. Adafe, uh, uh, Rita and I were chatting with Adafe after the show last week, and after a little while, he's like, man, you guys should be on Sirius. And I'm like, I agree for what it's <laughs> worth. I want to make that very clear. I am in favor. Who do you know? Like, what strings can you pull in order to make that happen? And unfortunately, apparently, Adafi Owe did not know anybody that could help us out in that department. So that's not what we're announcing. Um, you know, as simple as I can tell you, uh, Kyle is moving on. And and that's, that's the way this goes. Um, that's the way the business works. And we understand that. And there is no animosity. And there is no, well, I don't know. There's no animosity on my end. I hate I you. Yeah. Okay, well, that's a different thing. That's <laughs> yeah. a different thing that I can't speak to. Uh, but on my end, there's no animosity whatsoever. I completely understand, and um, you know he's he's going directions in life, and an opportunity came up that was uh, n- not related to this, not related. It's not he's not leaving for Sirius XM. He didn't get the show that I curses <laughs> curses that it was Kyle. It's not that um, he's not going to compete against us. He's going to do something else uh, entirely. If you want to tell everybody, you can. If you don't, I don't care. Run for president. That's the moment. We were waiting for that day. We were waiting for the day. I thought that might be the case. You have my vote, sir. Strange you. strange that you chose the rent is too damn high party. I don't know why that was your choice, but I wish you well. I wish you well trying to pursue that route. Uh, so Kyle is moving on, um, and, uh, and he has taken a job, and that's the direction that he's going, and unfortunately that job will not allow for him to continue to be here, uh, being a part of the show moving forward. And that's a bummer, um, and I'm going to talk about that more in a second. Um, with that in mind, we're very fortunate that we have gotten to know Paul over the last couple of years, and Paul's been in here doing the bat around every Saturday with Zach, and they've been doing a tremendous job, and it started, you know, on the heels of the pandemic, right, and um, came out and said, hey, I, you know, Paul, when he took the job, he was just going to be producing uh, the Saturday show with uh, Stan and Craig Heist, I guess it was at that point, mm-hmm. and then, you know, he said, hey, I, we, the show went away during the pandemic, a lot of people things life changed and then he said i'd like to i'd like to do it i'd like to do the show and we said absolutely you know we're we're all for it and if you guys have listened it's been outstanding paul and zach have done a tremendous job doing the show so we are we are really fortunate that uh when something like this happens uh we didn't have to do like a national search uh we didn't have to do try to get to rico yeah we asked look we asked i want to make that very clear and and he was very nice he was very nice he was not a producer anymore yeah great offer uh appreciate everything you're putting in front of me the uh the the royal farms gas cards were just it's not going to be i'm driving from really far not enough royal farms in new york for it to make it worth it you know so yeah he said he said he said no to that which is a bummer no offense paul but that was the rico was top he picked the ravens to win against the chiefs he was the only guy so how about that cool with how about that um but this worked out really well we we didn't have to do it like a swimsuit uh, portion of the program we didn't have to do uh what did i do all that for oh well you you did that on your own (laughs) it was just i want to make that very clear if anybody's listening i did not force him to do that he chose 
but Paul was was here, and um, it was the first call that we made after we knew that we were going to have to make a change. And Paul, you said I that's something I want to do. You're yeah. on board. Yeah, no, I'm 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 absolutely thrilled for the opportunity. Uh, really sad to see Kyle go because it's going to be some pretty big shoes to fill. I'm but not. I'm not. <laughs> it, it, it was time. Let's be honest about it. I've, I've I've been asking for years for people to send in their resumes. Finally, he was able to make it happen. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I'm uh, I'm really looking forward to the opportunity. It actually came at a time in my life where I was wondering what my next step is with sports, and then Glenn comes to me with this. And it's uh, to me, it's a big opportunity not just to work in sports on an on an everyday basis, but also to work with you, Glenn, and learn from you and hone my craft. Because I've already every time I come on your show, I pick up little things from you that I then incorporate into my own show. Uh, so I'm just excited to learn from you and get better cool. as a producer and a host. So I'm really excited to be here, and I really appreciate the opportunity. Well, uh, we we are excited about uh, Paul coming on board with us, um, and that will be starting in a couple weeks. Uh, we got another like. Uh, nine shows that we'll be doing with Kyle. Uh, we, uh, wait till you see the montage we put together. My God. That, right? Seven. You're right. Yeah. Seven shows. Seven. Sh- I did seven days in a week. We don't do this show every day yeah, of the yeah, week. Yeah. You're right. Um, it's uh, seven shows that we've got with uh, uh, Kyle. I've already forgotten. Yeah, yeah, Who are uh, you? Who are you? Mike Tirico. <sighs> Man, I wish. God. We've <laughs> been just the best news. Um, no. Uh, and then the 18th will be the day that uh, Paul will uh, start officially. Hopefully we'll be able to have him here next week just to kind of get some things smoothed over and uh, make the transition a little bit easier. Um, uh, Kyle might choose to uh, make it very difficult and just – I'm not well, – I told you I'm taking the laptop. Right. He did say he was yeah. going to just take the laptop with him. He's I've heard that pull, much. pull all the wires. He's going he's gonna to sabotage the show on his way out the door. Uh, but that will be the day that that starts with Paul, and we're really looking forward to that. Now – um, quickly, I'll save it, more of it for the final show, but the, um, the, the only thing I'd say is there wouldn't be a Glenn Clark Radio if it weren't for Kyle. This, would, this wouldn't have happened. Um, this all started a few years ago when I had no idea what I was going to do, uh, no clue. I didn't have a plan. I didn't have a thought. I didn't have, I didn't have a dime, frankly. I didn't, I didn't have a lot of things. I had a kid on the way, and I was like, wow, I, I'm going to need to do something because I got diapers to buy. I got things to do. And the easiest way I can say it is there would have been no show, there would have been no Glenn Clark Radio, not just like all these years later, but there wouldn't have been a day one. It wouldn't have happened uh, without finding a partner and without finding somebody that was is invested in trying something different and unique and that at the time was unheard of. Um, and, and he was excited about it. In fact, he used his own dollars to purchase a mixing board that we never used. That is a straight shoot. When he, Kyle was so excited about this that when we were trying to make it launch to begin with, he was just like, "Well, I'll just buy this mixing board. And I'll just, I'll just do it, right?" And maybe, maybe we used it. Maybe we used it for I don't know, a couple days or something so, like that. Maybe. Um, but it did not last long. Not that inputs. particular mixing board for what we were looking yeah. to do. It was. It proved to not be exactly what we needed. We decided we needed a phone line. Yeah, we thought that <laughs> like, the show was going to require <laughs> us having access to a phone. Um, so that's as simple as I can say. And we'll talk more about it when we get to uh, next Friday. I'm not going to you know, do the whole thing right now. But um, the easiest way I can say it is there, this show did not, would not have existed without Kyle. And so um, we, are, we are beyond grateful. It's not just me. I'm like, it's, I, or, you know, been in San Francisco. I, th- I, th- I hope, I think a lot of you are going to be really disappointed um, when you hear this. And I get that because, you know, if you've been listening, Kyle's been a part of your life uh, for a couple hours every day. And... Um, you know, it always sucks. I mean, like my favorite shows, it sucked when somebody left. I hated it. I hate it when somebody left. That didn't always mean that it was the end of the world. And 
you know, we're going to we're going to try. We're not going to just give up. Like, I think Paul and I are going to look to do an excellent show for you moving forward. I think Absolutely. that's the plan. But it'll be different. And uh, for those of you that, um, you know, have been, been listening every day, it, doing something different sucks. It's just it's the nature of the beast. It sucks to do something different. Um, so we will miss you, but we will uh, we'll save more of that for the final show. So that's our announcement. We're, we are we are sad. We are disappointed. But at the same time, we are very excited about the way that it ends up playing out. Um, that uh, it's somebody that we know and somebody that we uh, we trust that's uh, going to be stepping in, and we're going to try to make some uh, non-radio magic together moving forward. So it is bittersweet for me. It's not something that I was doing gleefully, but you know. Well, then why did you take a crap on my desk? That was my Draco. Oh, that, what? <laughs> <laughs> Can't say that. Can't say that. <laughs> I'm confused. <laughs> Very confused by you saying that now. Now you're saying this. You said a lot of other things. You used a lot of other words when you told me. A that lot of them that I I was like, is that Italian? I didn't under, yeah, understand. That was Mike Tarico. Wow. Yeah. It's weird. He's Italian, right? Allegedly. <laughs> yeah, Tarico. Yeah. Um, yeah, we will. Uh, we'll talk about more of that when we get to the final show. But that's what's happening. And uh, in two weeks, it'll be uh, it'll be Paul Valley who will be joining me. Uh, every day, Monday through Friday, which is awesome. We uh, we are looking forward to that. And uh, you know, he actually he he might know who the manager of the Braves is. He might know. Not Mike Tarico. It's not Mike Tarico. You're right about yes. that. It's Snicker. Brian Brian Snicker. The Snicker is who's the manager of the Braves. And of course, wait till you see the parting gifts that we'll have for Kyle. If you thought who was our last intern, what was that kid's name? I've already forgotten. I feel so bad about that. Oh my god. It was. Oh god, I feel like a jerk. Oh no. John. Is that who it was? Don't. We had a nickname for him. It was young. It was uh no. Little Jack. It was, see, it's Jack. A, it was a J. Jack, because we called him Young Jack. Yeah, young Jock, Young Jack. That was what we did. I got there. the letter right. Yeah, I got the name before you did. Young well. Jack. You think we? Get, you think that going away present we gave Jack was something? Wait till you see what we have for Kyle Ottenheimer. My God. Uh, speaking of which, if you have any junk lying around your office today and you think that there's somebody that might like it, please bring it over to, to see me because we're going to give it to Kyle on the way out the door. <laughs> All right, that's our announcement today. Um, and uh, we'll come back in. We will put the finishing touches on a Wednesday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. Need to hone your computer skills to boost your career? Or maybe you want an IT certification. CCBC Continuing Education has the courses and programs you need for a career in the computer field. And it's all tuition free. From the basics to specialized training, we have the classes you need from hardware to programming to cybersecurity and so much more. It's your choice. It's your career. Call 443-840-4700 or visit ccbcmd.edu slash computer training. Hi, it's Glenn Clark here for Window Nation. You know, a lot of things change with the season this time of year. The leaves change, temperatures change, your clothing changes. But the one thing that stays rock solid is the quality windows, installation, and customer service from Window Nation. Plus, their amazing offer, buy two windows, get two free, plus pay nothing for two full years. They never cut corners when it comes to quality and transparency from start to finish. Call 866-90NATION today or online at windownation.com. It's the perfect time for Window Nation, the perfect fit. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. 
It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. As one of only seven equestrian events of its kind, the inaugural Maryland Five Star at Bear Hill will give you unparalleled access to Olympic athletes in action. Come see the world's best horses and riders compete at the new Bear Hill Special Event Zone this October 14th through 17th in Elkton, Maryland. Don't miss the exhilarating cross-country competition, the elegance of dressage, and the precision of show jumping. There's something for the whole family, including great shopping, the Fresh Food Fest, beer, wine, and spirits, showcase and so much more come enjoy a beautiful fall day at the maryland five star at fair hill october 14th through 17th buy your tickets now at maryland five star.us with the number five i love you more than selfie poses i love you more than spraying hoses i love you more than bird calls but not as much as football. Celebrate your love of football with Raven Scratch-Offs from the Maryland Lottery. Win up to $100,000 instantly or second chance cash in Raven's prizes. I love you more than snowballs, but not as much as football. Play Raven Scratch-Offs at any Maryland Lottery retailer. Please play responsibly. This is LenParkRadio.com. Nothing but net. Goal set. Do you understand what any of this means? All right, I'm going to get an answer. I just got an email from John Colson about sports betting, and it might be significant, but I can't – it doesn't lay it out. I'm a dumb guy, and I need things laid out in a dumb way to me, and so maybe John Colson can explain to me what, what the significance of this email is. By the way, the Press Box Fantasy Football Show will be back tomorrow. Ken Zalis will join us in studio at 11.30 a.m., it's brought to you by our friends at CCBC Glory Days Grill in the Maryland Department of Transportation, the Press Box Fantasy Football Show every Thursday morning at 1130. Does this mean Ali Ali Oxen free? Does this mean we're they're good today? The the gambling email. No. Here, I get get up. <laughs> Paul, get up for a second. Let uh, let John sit there so he can explain this to me. I'm sorry. All right. All right. <laughs> we uh, we have uh, we have a system here, you have to get a hall pass. Yeah. You have to uh, what does this mean? This means that, well, Maryland is glacial in how it yeah. approves things. I'll probably get myself in trouble, but this has been pitiful how they I mean, move I, this along. I was arguing with that. Anyway. So, so what it means now is that the Lottery Commission has approved the three primary biggest casinos, Horseshoe, Live, our fine sponsors, yeah, we Live. Love, we Go love gamble Live. there, please. And um, MGM National. And they've been approved and moved off to the, what are the initials there? The SWAC or SWARC, the SWRC. Which, which, is, which is basically a subset of the Maryland Lottery. It's a commission that is specifically handling sports gambling. And they've agreed that they would accept people that are approved by the Maryland Lottery. So this is a formality, meaning it'll now go to this commission that meets on October 14th. Okay. They should all raise their hands just like in uh, Blazing Saddles and go, harumph. And and it, they'll be voted through, and that means they will be able to get their gaming licenses. And then by the time the technology is in place and all that, the implication there is that we should be good to go by late fall, which means sometime in November. Okay. Um, to actually go to physically go to one of those places to place. So it's not. Bets. I was hoping this meant like we were 
That was what I was trying to read physically, through this email. No, you have to fit. This is all bricks and mortar. I understand you have to that. Physically go there. I understand, but that. Yeah. But I thought this email meant like today. That's what I was like. No. Oh wow. Because no. As, today they were approved. As we know, the brick and mortars, they're already there. Yeah. They're already there. They're just waiting basically, to be able to turn the lights basically on. Basically, live casino. I picture they have like one of those big breakers, like oh, in uh, one hundred like percent. You know, with the yeah. coyote and the road no, runner it's, or something. It, or, or it's and, more like the the scene in uh, Christmas Vacation when he yes, goes to turn the lights exactly. on. Right. Like they are ready. The FanDuel uh, signs are up. There's hundred percent. There's a full time FanDuel. Um, gaming manager there. We were supposed to have him on the show this morning, well, and he sent me an email saying, "Hey, something just came yeah, up. We need to bump it back a and week." Now and now you was, know. Oh, it's this. Yeah, Got it. Yeah, yeah, Got yeah. It. yeah. So this. you'll be talking to him what sometime next week next or something. Week. Next week we'll chat about it, and they'll have the specifics. Basically, they have a big switch in the back room. I suspect a giant breaker. I've seen it. I've and seen the sports book. It's yeah, there. It's, it's ready to go. It and, is. Yep. The signage is already up. Like yeah, everything. everything is ready. So they just have. They're to, just waiting, and I believe they've already hired. Oh yeah, the terminals are there. They, all they have to do is flip a switch Correct. and it's turned on. Uh, the Maryland Lottery has to make sure its software works with their software, and there's some other little nuances like that. So in theory, this gets approved next um, – the 14th is Thursday. Okay. And then it would be a couple weeks before you can go in there and gamble. And then, again, in theory, um, being able to download apps and bet with your phone anywhere within the borders of the state of Maryland would then happen – uh, maybe in January before the Super Bowl. Love it. Love it. All right. Uh, we just made our announcement about uh, about Paul taking over for Kyle. That we yeah. fi- we, we fired Kyle. We're getting rid of him. Poor we Kyle. finally got to that point. Anything you'd like to say? Anything you'd like to? Well, Kyle was Kyle wasn't good guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real shame that he drove that fast that night. It's just a real <laughs> shame. I don't know why he couldn't have well. kept control of his car around that bend. Kyle will be missed, but uh, we've already chatted that there may be some other opportunities around during his non-full-time working hours. So Oh, uh, he yeah, he wh- gave me the middle wh- finger. He said, if they involve Glenn, I'm not doing them. Yeah, well, That's they have said. nothing to do with you. Oh, good. Well, then, all right. uh, then there's a chance. <laughs> there's a chance. Um, and, and then uh, uh, at some point, we need to argue about my disagreement with you about this hullabaloo over um, – over the final play of the Ravens yeah, game. Yeah, which part of it do you think is a hullabaloo? I don't think you are in a place to determine what's important to the team. Well, I think Lamar Jackson might be, and he does not give a rat's ass. That's and was, I was clearly pissed off about the fact that he had to go back out there and run another play. <laughs> How Did you, you know watch that? the post-game interview? You know what? This would be a good thing to bring up to uh, I read Tyus and see. Well, uh, yeah, I read, well, I don't I mean, Tyus. I, he knows what the vibe is. Well, well, we'll talk about it, I'm sure, when we get to the Tyus Bowser show in two weeks. Again, October 19th at the Twins Tavern in Pasadena. We'll be there. Find out more by going to pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. It's all brought so you to you by Grade 8. Hang on. It's all uh, brought to you by uh, Grade 8's uh, memorabilia, Pressbox, and True Strong Services. Come on, you're the sales I guy. Know, I know. You're I know. stepping on me. So I, my apologies. What I'm saying so, is I don't care all that. I'm I'm not. I know you don't. The care. only thing I'm worked up about is John Harbaugh trying to gaslight the next well, day. Well, I do think that's kind that, of funny. That was absurd. Like this thing, and, and by the way, the number of people that are otherwise intelligent that have been perp- – I did almost it again. I almost said perpetrating again, perpetuating Perpetuated. this lie that a team in the final minute of a game because they're down by two scores is supposed to stop trying. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's, that's complete That's the BS. biggest that's, amount of horse ass no, I've no, ever you heard throw in my life. One, you throw a Hail Mary into the end zone, that's you hope to score. 100, and you, and you then, try to get an onside you kick. For and what, what was it, the, uh, you know, the Tennessee, the, the miracle. Yes, the, 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 100%. You, know. you do everything in your power to try to find a way to win yeah. the football game until you physically yeah. can't any longer. Yeah. 
Like, what if you're down by three scores? It's a different conversation. It's a two-score game. Music tr- City Miracle. Music City Miracle yeah. is what they called it when it's Tennessee. That's the only part that ever really got me worked up is because that's full-on gaslighting. Yeah. Like, that is creating uh, our friend Josh Charles and I still haven't come to an agreement. Like, he still is confused as to why I said that. He's like, I don't get it, man. There's, I'm like, no, because they're still trying to win. Like, the Ravens weren't trying to win. They were just trying to break a record. I get what they were doing, but they weren't trying to win any longer. The no, Bengals, the gaslighting the, I keep saying the Bengals, too, the gaslighting. really screwed me up on this. The Broncos were trying to win. It's not a, it's a you could be like Vinny Serrano and call them the Bengals. I don't want to which, do that. Which is a, a lovely band. A great 80s, um, 80s yeah, old girl band. It's a false equivalency. That's the only problem I have with it. I don't really care if your opinion differs about what they should have done at the end of the game because I don't feel strongly about it. Like, the more I thought about it, nobody got hurt. It's not the end of the world. It's just that the record is nothing. It's nothing. Well, that, my only point is to you it's nothing. And to the quarterback and, of the football team, well, it's nothing. But we and he's know. the only reason why the record exists. We don't know. Offensive line, maybe. It, the we'll the team that held the record before cared so much about it that they didn't know it was a thing. Well, well this is all— Rocky Blyer found all, out that they had all, the record because Kyle called him this on is Monday all generated to talk by, to him about it. This is it. all generated by ESPN and them throwing out their stats and stuff. Which you is know, why it's yeah. not a thing. I get it. It's I a footnote. It. It's not—no one think, has— John, you have <laughs> never thought in your life— You know, life, yelling doesn't make you more right. I know. I'm not yelling. I'm Italian. This is what we do. We animate. We're not—you'll know when I'm yelling. I promise that. We do this bit where That's we're like. That's what I always say, by the way, when people accuse me of yelling. I'm so oh, like, no, this you'll know. You'll know. Yelling. I promise you, you'll know. <laughs> the kids know. The kids know when I'm yelling. This ain't yelling. This is me being Italian. Um, this, this is what happens. You, Clark? It was Colucci. My, grand, <laughs> my grandparents changed it for some reason. I'm still not happy about that. Yeah. It was Colucci. Colucci kind of cool. I know. It's beautiful, isn't it? It's could, a beautiful you name. You could change it back. I've talked about it, but I wanted all my cousins to do it too, and they didn't want to. They were already married and kids. There's a whole thing. We've had that conversation. <laughs> the moral of the story being, you have never in your life thought about a 100-yard no. team rushing no, game. Haven't. It's never. It is no. not an accomp. Mike Tice laughed about it yesterday when we no. brought it up. He's John like, didn't know who that was. You don't know who Mike Tice he was? Like, I don't know who was, Mike Tice is. He was bothering He was bugging me like, don't we normally put blah, 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 blah. Oh, I didn't <laughs> know it was on the phone. <laughs> Mike Tice laughed. He's like, it's not even an accomplishment, 100 team yards rushing in a game. Like, if it was 150, we could talk. At least that's an accomplishment. Yeah. This isn't an accomplishment. This is yeah. like we're saying. It's like, said the, it's like saying this team had six base hits in a game for the most so, consecutive so games. Bottom line is you just think this was John Harbaugh's ego. I think it's related to Greg Roman. I think I think John Harbaugh hears Ooh. people get pissy about Greg Roman and wanted to find something that could say, "Gotcha." Oh, you you don't think this guy's any good? He figured out the offense. Like he was hold this number, and in his mind, it was going to allow him to defend his boy. Yeah. That this number was going to be Are the people thing still that, annoyed at Greg Roman. I thought that was last year thing. I, well, they, they, it's the it depends on the game. Have you ever you've been in this town? It's an uh, offensive coordinator. They're going to the hate game. him again in two weeks. Well, That's the way the that game. it works. That's true. It does depend. On it the depends game. on the game. Anything else? I, I don't do. think they're going to hate him after this Monday. It's my opinion. Well, I, I would certainly hope not. Yeah, I, <laughs> I think they may hate him a few. weeks. If they had lost the Lions game last week, they might have. I don't know. Oh you yeah, know, like they uh, might have hated him. Um, what do you, you want? Anything else you want to well, say? Well, Tyus, when's that next show? It's Tuesday, on the 19th. October nineteenth, Twain's Tavern 19th. in Pasadena. We can't wait to be there, Excited man. Excited about that. It's I been so them. much fun. It's been so much fun doing the Tyus Bowser it, it, show, man. It, it's been a great time. Been totally really has been. And, uh, John's been our engineer on top of running <laughs> a company. He's been the engineer for the show. He was just like, it, it's this itch that he wanted to scratch, where he was just like, I kind of want to do it. Does like, this red cord plug into? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the show sounded great. We've oh, been, we've, everything's there been you. great. Appreciate it. Well, we have professionals doing it now. The so. Cocoa Brothers. We love them. We love um, them. Yeah, they're great guys. Uh, okay, man. That's right, it. Man. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, John. Oh, new issue comes out. Right? Yeah. Ten, uh, ten, or, ten or so the days? 20th. The 20th. 20th. So 14 days. Two weeks. Two weeks. Yep. New issue. Okay. All right, buddy. See you guys. See you. It's John Colson, most worshipful grandmaster here at Pressbox. 
Oh, by, by the way, you should have heard the things he was saying. My God. Oh, my God. It was uncomfortable. All right. We'll have Paul come back in here to wrap up the show. Tidbit of the Day is brought to you today. Do you know what Stan's doing with his show yet this week, John? Do we have any idea what's happening there? Can we plug that? I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I can tell you. Hold on. All right, we'll find that out in a second. Uh, oh, they're doing a show. Isn't this one related to the five? Is this the one related to the five star? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're doing a special show. The Maryland Five Star is an incredible event. They're doing a special show tonight, uh, Stan and Gary, to celebrate the Maryland Five Star. So you want to make sure you check that out. Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports. PressBoxOnline.com slash video. Tomorrow will be where you'll be able to find it. It's all brought to you by C3 American Exteriors. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. Call C3 to get roof and siding repairs for just the cost of your home insurance deductible. 410-401-9797 or C3America.com. Tidbit of the day. couple of odds and ends as it pertains to the Baltimore Ravens. Speaking of Greg Roman, of course, the Ravens have run the ball successfully throughout his tenure though they have thrown the ball significantly more this season. And some of those have been run-pass options, though perhaps not as many as fans might like or in the context that might make most sense. For example, they've only thrown nine RPOs through four games, though that is tied for 10th most in football this season. However, of those nine, seven of them gained at least four yards. He's nine for nine throwing those, by the way, Lamar Jackson is. However, eight of them were on first down curiously. So you would think that maybe in a short yardage situation on third down, those might be a reasonable call to have given to Lamar Jackson, yet not the case so far through four weeks. Not to say it can't happen, but as of now, it has not. Of course, one difference between this year's defense and last is, of course, the addition of Adafi Owe. We've talked about the need for the Ravens to have guys on their team, not just offense, but defense as well. Marlon Humphrey certainly is one. Adafi Owe already being treated as one. In fact, there are only one, two, three, four, five, six, about like 10 to 12 <laughs> pass rushers this season who have been what? double teamed. One, two, three, four, five. I, I don't know, like all the 10, 12, 47 Who have or been so. double teamed at a higher rate than has Adafi Owe through only four games of his career as the speed and athleticism that he possesses is clearly is, is on this what the you're, minds. Is this what you're asking me? Or? No, I'm not. Oh, gonna okay, that all right. It's clearly on the minds. You think I'm going to do any better with what you asked than I would have done with that? Maybe. Of defensive coordinators through the early portions of his career, and there have been positive returns as far as that is He's concerned. Damn good player. The Baltimore Ravens have allowed 273 was, passing yards. Was Casey yards. more wrong about him or Justin Herbert? Herbert probably, yeah, okay, so far. Right. 273 passing yards allowed per game for the Ravens so far through four weeks. That ranks 10th for the 10th most allowed per game in football. Not exactly great, but mm, there are not worse. A, not a Three teams have allowed more than 300 passing yards a game on average. Three teams have allowed more than 300 passing yards per game. The Houston Texans. No. Fewer than the Ravens. Really? Really. Oh, we suck. What are we going to do, man? That's not good. The uh, the Jaguars. 312, third most. And you want to be a fan of theirs. And you're ready to go purchase your Jaguars t-shirts. Well, Washington's 299, so don't guess them. Well, are they are they worse or better? They don't have Trevor Lawrence. It's unrelated to the topic at hand, pal. Uh, the, um, how about the... Uh, trying to think of who the, uh, the the Jets. No, actually, haven't been that bad defensively. Hmm. If you say so, I do. They've if only you, allowed if you say so, two hundred and twenty-six, middle of the pack. If you say so, 
Washington football team. Well, think of how I just said they yeah. have 299 yeah. allowed. Yeah, oh, I thought you were saying yeah. they were av- – oh, my bad. How about <laughs> the um, – I mean, I don't think it's the Steelers, but they're bad, so the Steelers. Uh, 258 for the Steelers. The Colts. Mm, they have only allowed 216. The Dolphins. Uh, 251. Is it a good team that just has a bad defense? Could be. They might not even have a bad defense. The Buccaneers. The most is the really? Buccaneers. At 327 and a half. I guess that's some a good injuries point. as yeah. well. Well, they got Richard Sherman now. Boy, what, that was so butt awkward during the broadcast. Go ahead and try and get Gilmore. It wouldn't surprise well, I, me at all. I, I mean, I think we'd all be stunned if they don't end up with Stephon Gilmore. Um, and uh, the Cowboys. That is the one. Okay. 315.3 per game. The Chiefs are going to be my next guess. So. Chiefs are at 291. All right, very good. Uh, Tibbet was also brought to you today by Mobile One. Mobile One, full synthetic motor oil, helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Loop service center. Ask for Mobile One. Tubular brought to you by Window Nation. The fall is calling. Sale is on. Temperatures are changing. Colors are changing. It's time for some change in your life. Get two free windows for every two you buy. Buy four, get four free. There's no limit, plus pay nothing for two full years. 866-90NATION or windownation.com. Here's what's coming up tonight. Uh, who's your pick? Who's your pick in the NL wild card game? Who do you, who do you like? Scherzer's unbeatable these days. It's got to be the Dodgers. All right. Dodgers, Cardinals tonight in the NL wild card game. That's on TBS at 8 o'clock. Scherzer taking on Adam Wainwright. The WNBA playoffs continue tonight. Uh, Connecticut Sun and Chicago Sky game four at 8. Vegas Aces, Phoenix Mercury game four at 10. You know, there's a weird bit going on in Phoenix where they have to play. There was a Suns preseason game that was scheduled for tonight. They have to play it at 3 o'clock local time because they need to make way for the arena to be able to host the Mercury playoff game tonight. So they're playing a, a preseason basketball, which, by the way, probably an appropriate time to play a preseason basketball game today at 3 o'clock. That's also on TV. It's, it's 6 o'clock uh, Pacific time. It's on NBA TV as they take on the Lakers. Uh, Jazz Mavericks on NBA TV at 8.30. Uh, preseason hockey continues. I think it's the last preseason game for the Capitals. They take on the Bruins tonight at 7 on NHL Network. Kings Ducks at 10. And then some soccer tonight. Uh, I'm to understand the NWSL is going to return to play. I think that was agreed upon. So the Washington Spirit will take on the New Jersey, New York, Gotham FC. We've said a million times, got to change that name. That's at uh, 7 o'clock. And then UMBC hosts Howard, 7 o'clock on AmericaEast.tv. TNT for AEW Dynamite at 8 as well. Some non-sports highlights. Non-sports. Archer, 10 o'clock on FX. You're a fan, I'm aware. Uh, Monica Lewinsky is on Trevor Noah. That's interesting. I, I I did not know. Have you? Did you watch? Are I you watching it all? It, no. Do you care? No. I did not know she once went on a date with Jake Tapper. Oh, I knew that actually. I never knew that. Yeah, I knew nothing. In, and apparently he wrote about it, and it's a very common thing. I had no clue. I thought they just threw that in. Like I thought that was force fed. I'm like, I thought that was just ham fisted into the show. I'm like, okay. I like, remember in the the OJ one where they like ham fisted a scene involving the Kardashian daughters so they could mm-hmm. do it. They were like, let's figure out a way to put the Kardashians into it. I thought that's what this was last night, and then I just. Google searched it and I was like, "Oh, holy crap! That's that's real. That, that that's a thing that really occurred. How about that?" Uh, Daniel Craig's on Kimmel. Do, 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 do. I mean, stuff and things. Nothing too earth shattering. Check it all out at GlennClarkRadio.com. Paul Valley, you will even after you come join us. The bat around will continue. Yeah. Every Saturday morning, you guys are gonna be talking baseball from ten to noon. So you're doing that. Now and moving forward, even after you're Correct. you're going to be here more often than I will. Like you're basically going to live here. You should start getting your mail here probably <laughs> at some point. 
Paul's going to be here every day of the week. We're going to start seeing him here just on Sunday showering. We'll be like, well, there's not even a shower here. What, are you, <laughs> what the hell's going on? Sink works work? great. Yeah. So Laura makes me do it home anyway. Smart. That's smart on her yeah. part. Uh, you're on Twitter. Yeah, at Paul Valley the Third. It's my name. Uh, v A L L E. A lot of people think there's a Y there. No Y. Uh, and then three I's afterwards. So at Paul Valley I I I. That's how you're gonna follow him, and of course uh, he'll be a big part of the show moving forward. So um, you want to uh, make sure you give him a follow. Well, I'm not, I don't know if I'm gonna. I can't translate. I always call Kyle a sad, lonely man, but like I don't know if that. I think that dies when Kyle's gone. I don't think you get to be a sad, lonely man. That that started organically because Kyle doesn't have any friends. Well. I'm sure you'll um, think of some kind of way to describe me that'll make me I don't question know. my I don't life know. decisions. I'll have to think about it. I'll have to consider. Uh, it, it comes organically. That's the way that it yeah. works around here. Uh, but follow Paul and make sure you're tuned into the Bat Around for great baseball talk this Saturday. And um, I think he might make an appearance or two maybe before uh, we start officially uh, with Paul on the 18th. So uh, glad to see you. L- uh, glad it's worked out that way. And we'll look forward to that. Um, we'll get that and uh, Rocky Blyer up in the greatest hit section of the Archives. tab at glennclarkradio.com here momentarily on the program tomorrow. Chuck Pagano. Yeah, Chuck Pagano is going to join us. We had uh, reached out to some friends of ours that have been head coaches, and, and Chuck got back to us late, and we were like, we're not going to put Chuck Pagano on? Like, we, we love Chuck Pagano. So, well, I'm sure there'll be plenty of things we can talk about with Chuck Pagano. Irons and fires. I do know that Ty Lavatai is going to join us. Navy quarterback is going to join us tomorrow as well. Um, Ken Zales, of course. Ken Zales, Press Box Fantasy Football Show. We'll make our picks. Though That's all coming up tomorrow on the program. Thanks to everybody at Pressbox, all of our great sponsors and partners, CCBC, Glory Days Grill, Glory Days Grill, Glory Days Grill, Glory Days Grill. My God, thank you. Hey, did you eat all the rest of the sausage? You son of a bitch. I was coming right back out there. The I was sausage gonna make a was gone before we took son it out of the studio. Damn it. Oh, it was already gone? It was already we gone. ate all of it? We ate all of it. Oh, well, it doesn't surprise me. It was really good. Uh, get to na- your neighborhood Glory Days Grill, and thank you again to them for bringing us food. It was unbelievable. Uh, thanks to, as well, uh, Window Nation, Royal Farms, Chesapeake Employers Insurance, ExxonMobil, KNS Automotive, Maryland Lottery, C3 American Exteriors, Great Eights Memorabilia, Sports and Social MD, the Baltimore Ravens, the Maryland Department of Transportation, Underdog Fantasy Football, the Maryland Five Star, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Kyle Ottenheimer, Sad Lonely Man. Follow him on Twitter, at K Ottenheimer. Follow us at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great Wednesday night. Go nobody. Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks, too.